0: We have Mr. My D. Water. How What's feel, up, brother? man? What's up, brother? What's going on? What I love about you is your authenticity mm. and your brilliance.
1: I started with a book called All Marketers Are Liars. But in this book, the subtitle was The Power of Telling Authentic Stories. It's twofold. It's me as a whole human. And it's also me running a business as a brand and understanding how to use authenticity for the greater good. I got invited to the Mars' Family House in Wyoming. 2011. Mm. These people were worth nine, 10 billion at the time. While I'm there, one of the family members pulled me aside. And she basically said, you shouldn't be in this room. But because you're in this room, let me give you some game. She said, you want to know the difference between getting rich and getting wealthy? Yes, ma'am. Right. (laughs) she said we've mastered the 30 second commercial we know how to tell a story it gets a person to run to the store and buy something in 30 seconds it's going to take us 10 years to master the 15 second commercial mm. and right after that is the five second commercial if you want to get rich stay here and be the person that drives our like growth and change and master this with us if you want to get wealthy quick and go find a solution for the five second commercial and then sell it back to us if I want to, I can't miss. I'm fully <laughs> locked in anybody's brand, any voice, any tone. Let's go.
0: Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. We find dope people who have receipts, real winners out here. And the brother that is uh, to the left of me has a very, very interesting journey. The side of corporate winning, entrepreneurial winning. Seemed like a little bit of depression at one point. Trying to figure it out. Bits of confusion. He's telling people just calm down. Just wait. Things are coming. And then explosion of all the things that he said over his entire career. Uh, We have Mr. My D. Water. What's up, man? What's up, brother? What's going on? Wasn't that an intro right there? That was good. That was good. We got to
1: unpack it. We got to unpack
2: (laughs) it, man.
0: What I love about you is your authenticity Mm. and your brilliance. Brilliance and authenticity, man. And uh, we've been friends for a really, really long time. Yeah, man. We met selling T-shirts together. Yeah, and man. We, gotta, we just got to go through the whole story because do they it. don't know. Right, so, absolutely. But um, I'm curious to know, what do you call yourself and what do you introduce yourself as?
1: It's one of those things, ain't it, right? We we, right. we tell people, you got to distill it down to this elevator yeah. thing. And then when you talk about yourself, it's a little tough. Um, at the core of it, though, bro, I'm a... I'm a marketing strategist, right? Like, that's my lens through how I see the life. Sorry, that's my lens through how I see life <clears throat> and business. Right. Um, but I'm a CEO. I'm a content creator. I'm all the other things. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But if I was just chatting with somebody, I would say I'm a marketing strategist. I help you think through how you grow your business online. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you're not a marketing strategist that came up with a good idea and marketed it. It was like, Hey,
1: I'm a marketing strategist.
0: You've got a long history of understanding marketing. Yeah.
1: And, and I thank you for that. Cause I don't, so there's no shade to those that might've figured out a way for it to work. But I do think context matters, especially on the internet. So I'm what they would call a classically trained CPG marketer, consumer packaged goods. That's, all of your um, fast moving, multi-million, multi-billion dollar things that you would see in a grocery store or in a store like a Walmart or a Target, right? So my undergrad degree is in marketing and corporate finance. I went into marketing for close to 10 years. And you learn how these companies are built, right? So I started my, my career at Mars. At the time, they had 10 brands that were over a billion dollars in value,
0: and Mars, what are some of the brands that Mars owns?
1: Yeah, so Mars is, which is still cool, privately owned, family owned business, mm-hmm. Snickers, M&M's, Twix, right? That's on the candy side. Starburst, uh, Three Musketeers, but I worked in their pet division. So Pedigree, Iams, Eucanupa, mm-hmm. Neutro, a lot of multi-billion dollar pet care brands.
0: Hold on, they the yeah. do dog food too?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Right. Didn't you have a T-shirt brand and a podcast and a media company? So at at some point, it's about scale. Yeah. So think about it this way. These companies are um, ultimately, the the end result is that the product is going to the same place, which is a grocery store. Now, the points of origin is different. The manufacturing plant is different. But so much of the materials that you use, the glue that keeps a snicker wrapper together and the glue that keeps a dog food bag together, it's probably the same glue. Same glue. So at scale, you almost pay little to nothing just for glue, right? Mm. One of the smart things that they did, and the, uh, during my tenure there, they bought Wrigley. They bought Wrigley because Wrigley was an older company than they were, yeah. and Wrigley had a cheaper advertising rate, right? Because you start you you get your rate based on when you start advertising with ABC or NBC. So now, by buying Wrigley, they're now grandfathered in to cheaper ads. So now you can, you feel me? Now you can run more ads at a cheaper price. That type of thought process. Wow. Right?
0: Yeah. Buying a company, not for like their performance necessarily or their gum, Yeah. but the fact that they have a portfolio of advertising uh, outlets Correct. for a cheaper price, Correct. it makes the buy make sense.
1: Absolutely. Wow. As well as at the final retailer, because now you got leverage. So if you want to set your price at Walmart, wouldn't you want to come in and say, we own Snickers and we also own Orbit mm. and Five and Big Red and uh, Starburst? Yeah. So collectively, we want our strategy to look like this. We want to have these many things on shelf. We want to be in this location for Easter. We want to have this many end caps mm-hmm. for Halloween. We want to have this many baskets and if not, we'll take our ball and go home, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so working
0: yeah. at Mars, I'm sure you got like the family history and yeah. the origin of the company. Can you walk me through
1: that real yeah, quick? Yeah, I mean uh, the the high level origin, it was started uh when I when I got there, we were at the grandkids, mm-hmm. right? And they were so the, the grandkids were running it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um and they were all multi billionaires at that point. So their grandfather started the business. The father got into the business. I don't know all of those those details. Yeah. But by the time you get to where we were, they were where a lot of companies, when people talk about generational wealth, you gotta figure out like, how do we want this thing to grow? How do we want to make sure that we protect our own interests? And I mentioned that they're still privately held. Mm-hmm. So imagine Shans Enterprises yeah. and your grandkids. It's still Shans Enterprises. It never became on the stock market. So no one's saying, we think you should interview Marty on social proof. Your grandkids are saying, I want to interview my, these grandkids because my granddad and their granddad was friends. And that's what mm. we want to do. I don't want to be told how we should grow. We want to control our destiny. Right? So um, that's a different thought process.
0: Yo, you know what? Before this conversation, I didn't, I'm not a huge fan of like formal education Yeah, and I've never been in a corporate arena. I worked at the Cheesecake Factory, but not corporate. Yep. I didn't have to deal with corporate politics and stuff like that. I'm a server. I come, get my tables, get my money. I go home, right? Yeah. But for someone like you to see how all your and I like the way you put it. I'm I'm a classically trained. Yeah, 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 that's crazy. Yeah. But from your education to your corporate experience yeah. and now bottling all that up into Mighty Water that we see today, absolutely. It works yeah. because you're drawing from those experiences. That's incredible, man. Yeah.
1: And and again, I don't think you have to, but sometimes you ever find yourself like backed into a corner and you got to make a decision. Yeah, you need to pull from something. Some yeah. people fu- pull from their gut. Some people pull from their instincts. Some people pull from their experience. Some people pull from their education. Yeah, or you get a combination of all those things. Right, like a person can just sit before you and pitch an idea, and your experience knows that like. Mm, I don't know if you're going to be able to scale a $12 t-shirt company, right? Like, how much you paying for those shirts? This is about to be an uphill battle, right? Now, my education says, oh, no, 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 no. Let's use the $12 t-shirt as the PR campaign to get it in front of a lot of people and get it on a lot of people so that people are aware of who we are, but let's push them into our media platform. Mm -hmm. So now that we got all these buyers, we can break even on t-shirts. Let them fall in love with the mission and the community And then we'll get our money back in advertising when we launch this podcast. So that's education and experience at play, right? I love that. But the shirt by itself at $12 ain't going to make it. For sure. Yeah.
0: What's your first experience with marketing? Meaning the first time you saw some marketing, you're like, ooh. That that, that turned me on a little bit. That was (laughs) sexy right there. Your first experience that you can remember is saying, yo, I want to be a marketer.
1: So I, so it's crazy. I'll get, I'm, I'm trying to be too long-winded. I didn't know that marketing was a We got a,
0: time, bro. Take right your time. Back. We
1: here. I didn't know that marketing was a thing. So my first introduction actually came in a class in college. Mm-hmm. There used to be a group of people called cool hunters. And what they would do is go hang out in urban neighborhoods mm-hmm. and see what the kids are wearing, how they dress Hmm. How they styling this stuff because the corporation Adidas might push out some shell toes or Nike might push out Air Force Ones, but nobody is saying put lime green shoestrings in them. That's the kids deciding to do that. Right. How Hmm. are they actually using the products that we've created? What are the trends? Just go hang out. You like 22. They like 17. You can blend right in. But then feed that intel back to the R&D department and back to the marketing department so that we can create a trend based on this little thing we saw in the Bronx or this little thing that we saw in Louisville, like, let's take it and then run it as a national campaign. So that thought process, I was wow. like, wait, people just hanging out, but they really doing marketing, right? That's famous in the alcohol industry. People will sit at the bar, but they're actually being paid to recommend, like, oh, I think you should have a Jack and Coke. I don't know what I'm in the mood for. What you thinking? I think you should get a Jack and Coke. But they really work for Brown Foreman, the parent company that owns Jack Daniels.
3: Mm. or they like take a shot with me
1: what you want what you in the mood for it don't matter hey give us the uh whatever whatever right so thinking about hunters yeah yeah, it's called guerrilla marketing right um so that was my first educational introduction but my first oh they're doing it was when i got to campus this i'm gonna date myself bro Mm. i still had a disc man (laughs) <laughs> when I started college.
0: You got to walk slow. And I had I got to walk slow, even you with the anti-skill,
1: right? You got to walk slow. I got a book bag full of CDs mm-hmm. and I'm going to this wealthy college and we real, uh, shout out to my family, right? Mm-hmm. We real humble. And I'm like, who's all these white headphones? Why do headphones look different than mine? I got regular black headphones over the ear. Everybody else got these little sleek white headphones because they got a thing called an iPod. And I'm like, just that one use of color had a distinction between all the rest of us that didn't have it and those that did. Mm. So now I gotta go educate myself. What is this? So I go to the bookstore and I iPod three hundred dollars. My mama have a fit <laughs> if I spend my Pell Grant money on on an on on iPod. But like just understanding the way color can inform you about a product and about the status of a person mm. just through color, right? So imagine that. If it were black headphones, we might have thought they had a Discman. Yeah. They were white. It was different. Yeah. yeah so that led you on a journey. Correct. Tell me about this journey. I started, shout out to my, my, my marketing professor. I started with a book called All Marketers Are Liars, but he was using Liars Lighthearted, right? Mm-hmm. Seth Godin. We know him for Purple Cow. Yeah. And some, this is marketing, some of the bigger books. But in this book, the subtitle was The Power of Telling Authentic Stories, right? And so he talked about these different types of people that were disrupting the industries, right? And I may be getting um, this particular story off, but even now, it's still a self golden story. He talks about when you go to a restaurant, if you were new, you get a red napkin, everybody else got a white napkin. Hmm. Well, the red napkin was symbol or signal to everybody else working. This person is new, make sure they have an amazing first experience. Right. He talked about a real estate agent who, when he drove through the neighborhood, he told you about the story of the homeowners. It ain't about this is a three, two and it's got hardwood floors. It's, this is David. He owns Social Proof Network. And over here, this is Donnie. And over here, this is James. So you're like, I want to live in a neighborhood with people with this character and this value. Mm. By the time we get to my house, eh, it fits. Right. Yeah. I'm the type of person that they are. I want my kids to play with their kids. So don't just think about real estate and just get into the specs. Give me the authentic story of the neighborhood. Give me the story of the home because I'm buying into that bigger vision. Yeah. So when you said me being authentic, it's twofold. It's me as a whole human and it's also me running a business as a brand and understanding how to use authenticity for the greater good.
0: So intentional authenticity. Yeah,
1: uncomfortable authenticity.
0: Is intentional authenticity really authenticity, though?
1: So we talked briefly about it. Let's go into it, right? I think it's still the same, right, in the sense of um, when you get that feeling in your, if you don't get that feeling in your gut, I don't know it's all the way authentic yet, yeah. right? If you never written something and didn't want to post it because you're like, I don't know if I want them to see me like this, yeah. <laughs> right? Then I think we got some growing to do, right? Um, the reason why I say the intentional part matters is this is that bigger marketing framework and looking at the arc of history. I I was sitting there as a person. I'm one of the first people in our generation to bail from these high six figure businesses to go try to figure out entrepreneurship. If I would have told my story differently, or if I wasn't as authentic, I may have had an adverse impact on folks that I didn't mean to have versus me saying, no, nah, I had to, my first money came from saving. Mm-hmm. That's discipline. Yes. Then I went broke.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And then I had to, Figure out who I was, what I'm made of, and rebuild yeah. myself. So now, if you're following in my footsteps, you got all the information, yeah. As opposed to having partial information. I started with an investor. My parents are rich, and you're thinking mm-hmm. I just grounded it out the mud, and now you can't relate to me.
0: That's I me. Mean. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. Yeah, I am um, I am intentionally often authentic. I yeah. believe, um, even when I'm making a decision to talk about something in my business, I kind of lean. And I don't know if maybe you can help me with this. I don't know if it's me. I don't want to say sabotage. It's not sabotaging myself, but I don't hold myself in high regard. Yeah. So I'm, I'm more willing to, and I don't like bragging about myself. Yeah. I'm more willing to talk about how I messed up. Yeah. Than how I got it right, especially yeah. and maybe it's just for my audience, right? Yeah. The, like my audience. Most of the time, don't get it right. And I want them to know, I too, most of the time don't get it right. But it be them times you get it right, that works, right? So I think that's authentic. But people are having a hard time doing that, though. There's a lot of things you can do with $500. I mean, you can have a night out with your significant other. You could buy some really expensive shoes. Well, really nice shoes are about double $500. Um, You could buy a course. Or you can learn something for $500. But I have something better for you to do with the $500. I want to meet with you every single morning for the rest of your life. Well, maybe not the rest of your life, but every morning, Monday through Friday, for the rest of the year. I have information and game that have allowed me to build a successful business, a successful community, and a successful life all the way around. But I want to share that with you. But the only way we can accomplish this is not me selling you a course, not me giving you a one-on-one consultation. Because even with that, you'll get the information, but you'll need more. I want to meet with you every single morning. Now, would I meet with someone every morning for 500 bucks for a year? And the answer is yes. Actually, we've been doing this thing since 2017. We have what's called the Morning Meetup every single month we have a theme, whether it's social media, whether it's motivation, whether it's strategy, whatever it is, we have a theme for the month and every morning in that month, we have a conversation around that topic and I am giving a wealth of knowledge, not only myself, but a lot of friends, a lot of people that you see on this podcast, they join every single week. So you need a community of people that you can grow with and you need a coach. I'm your coach. The Morning Meetup is your community. Go to the themorningmeetup.com. It's $499 and I will meet you every single morning for an entire year. Give it a shot.
1: Having a hard time telling it?
0: Yeah, being, uh, not coming off perfect. Right. Because I think lifestyle marketing kind of- Yeah, that.
1: So, but I think we're talking about the same thing because yeah. I'm, I'm purposely pulling from those real stories for the person that's, like you are, right? For the person that's about, about to start this journey. Now, I think ultimately we are appealing to different types of folks. Yeah. There are some people who just want to see you look amazing and lavish because they aspire to be lavish. And so when you're not doing lifestyle marketing, they're actually repelled. Maybe he ain't that successful, right? <laughs> but I just think for the greater good, there are more people who just trying to find somebody like them. You had a job. You jumped out here with a dream. You bumped your head along the way. You kept going. I'd rather tell that story yeah. than to just tell the fancy, pretty story. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's real.
2: Yeah.
0: So college, you find this book. Yeah. And... Is that when you made your major marketing? Yeah, so
1: I switched like sophomore year. I went in um, undeclared. I was just part of the business school, but I wasn't sure what the focus was going to be. I'm real good at math, so I'm thinking I'm going to go into corporate finance or accounting. I'm watching the kids that graduate from my college. they making $300,000. dollars they 22. They got mm. Ferraris. They trading on Wall Street. All the way up. I'm like, give me that. <laughs> give me that. Right, right, right. right. Um, and then I met who became my business mentor. I'll protect his name, but I'll tell you the story. So my uh, marketing professor was teaching what's called the case study method. So you would say, here's an example of something that really happened with a business. Students, what do you think, how do you think this business should respond? But he had a wrinkle. He would fly the person back in from the company and tell you how they actually responded. Mm. At this point, I was now the teacher's assistant. So my job was to coordinate the travel and make sure that the guests had a good experience. And you ain't gonna take a look here from uh, the south side of Atlanta and put me in charge of uh, making sure these rich CEOs get from point A to point B without me doing a little schmoozing in the middle. Oh, for sure. So let's talk. Let me build it thirty minutes for coffee. Yeah. And so the guy that became my business mentor, I told him I was on the on the brink between corporate finance and marketing. He said, if you're good enough at the math to do corporate finance, go into marketing. You will dominate because Why? we need people who can tell the story of the numbers it ain't that hard to get the logo right. I'm no disrespect to people that study design. Yeah. It ain't that hard to get the colors right. But how do we make this entire, he, he taught me to think bigger than the product. Mm. How do we make this whole business work, but still from a marketing lens? And you right. gotta be able to speak finance. Gotcha. If I came over right now and said, hey, bro, let's collab on a business deal. You're probably not gonna say, let's get on Canva and start working on the design. <laughs> you're gonna be like, let's talk the numbers. Jeez, like, let's talk sure. about 100%. it. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So being able to tell those stories, on what the profit margin might look like and what the investment might look like, then we can get to the fun stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Change
0: your ma- your major. Yeah, and then you start learning all this cool marketing. Absolutely. stuff. <sighs> Absolutely. I I always had a challenge with school, just sitting there. Like, That's just not my learning style. Yeah. But were you like really really excited through this college process, like in learning it?
1: It was kind of like um, it was kind of like finding a passion or a gift in a way, because I've always been. You know, you begin on me with my words. So I've always been adjacent to marketing. I okay. just didn't know that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I've sold things before. Right. I had. I played quarterback, so you got to lead the team and give them a message. Pre-game speech. Yeah. We can win it, guys. Get your head in the game. Mm. I've been doing the stuff that's part of marketing, but I ain't calling it marketing, right? You calling we, it BMID. Yeah, I'm just I'm just being myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um. And so as you start learning and you get the terms and you understand the strategy. Now I'm able to put a level of surety around this thing. So now we're doing rapid exposure, internships, externships, which is like two or three days with a person as opposed to six mm. weeks or three months over the summer with a person. Gotcha. So you're just getting rapidly exposed. And shout out to, um, I went to Bucknell University, and I will forever give them credit for the academic rigor and for the introduction to the bigger world because it prepared me for all this stuff where gotcha. you can send out an email to a person and say, yeah, you can shout at me. I'm only the senior vice president of such and such. <laughs> when can you be in Manhattan? right? Yeah. Um, and forgive me, I lost a little bit of the question. But like that whole thing is sort of what drove me and led me to just jump all in full steam.
0: Gotcha. At this moment, you're not thinking entrepreneurship
1: at all? No, not at all. Why? 300,000? 150,000? Even at the lowest level, bro, I, I, I had my job in December. They said just graduate. We're done looking at your test scores. We're done Mm -hmm. looking at your GPA. We don't care. Crawl across the finish line. Just graduate. (laughs) And here's a signing bonus. And then we're going to do a moving allowance. So we'll move. I'm like, move. i live leave the door. What you going to move? Right? So I'm getting introduced to the corporate world. Mm -hmm. And I'm also fully bought into the American dream. Mm -hmm. So I came from hardworking parents who were trying to figure it out. I done sacrificed everything for academics and a little bit of athletics. I want to see the fruit of my labor pay off, and why wouldn't you go work at one of these well-branded companies? Yeah. Who don't want to do marketing for M and M's, yeah, right? For sure. And so my mentor, I'm telling him that story. I want to work. I want to do marketing for whatever ms And he's like, "Oh, cool, cool, you, cool, your jets." Mm-hmm. Everybody want to do marketing for M and M's. How about you go to a different portfolio? Go to pet, because pet, uh, pet food, uh-huh. right? So he he at the time was the global CEO of Mars. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that part. So oh, that, so he was. So it helps. Oh, right? hey. yeah. So he's like, um, he. Recommend- oh, so he's not offering a job.
0: He's like, yo, go work for somebody else.
1: No, no, he's saying inside of our portfolio, don't oh. go work for M and M's. Go work on Pedigree. I see, because
0: they own Mars. Correct. I got you. I got. So you. even
1: my, you know how people uh, like fill out something on Indeed or you fill out a job. My first call was with the vice president of HR. <laughs> no, shoot. Sure. I'm 21. Yeah. And I'm
0: like... Right.
2: And you've been in this relationship for, what, a,
1: a year or two yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, about two years. Yeah. And they do their due diligence, right? So they're figuring out who you are as a person, what's your character like, because he's still about to put his name on the line for a kid. Yeah. Right? So I'm getting coached through this, and we can talk about the power of coaching. Yeah. He's like, at 21, you can't sell yourself on experience. You can only sell yourself on potential, and you can only sell yourself on your academic track record. So don't go into this interview... Pretending Mm. to be somebody you're not. Come on. Right? Your marketing project that you work on is not what you're about to go do. But we are looking at your values and your character traits. And, you know, you got to interview well, those types of things. Mm. So, but he goes deeper. Now, and this is, all this stuff matters. So Mars Chocolate was headquartered right outside of New York. Mm -hmm. Mars Pet was in Nashville. M&M's versus pedigree. If you're graduating from business school, M&M's, no brainer. Yeah. I want to be the person that come up with what the yellow M&M's going to say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nobody necessarily want to go work in pet care if you could go work in chocolate. No yeah. shade to all my old colleagues. Yeah. But he's like, let me help you think. The cost of living is better in Nashville. It's an emerging city versus New York City is saturated. Yeah. You can go make a name for yourself way quicker, and you can navigate the company from the inside as opposed to the outside.
0: Yo, are you still connected to this guy? Yeah. He's a brilliant, brilliant He's individual. He's the
1: CEO of a, uh, they do about $17 billion, the company that he runs now. And and I say this with all humility. If I email him today, he'd probably hit me back today, no later than tomorrow morning.
0: Mm. Yeah. Do you maintain that relationship? Yeah, for sure. That's dope, man. Yeah. So, all right. So, you obviously gives you this sound advice yeah. on pedigree. Yeah. And you go to work
1: there. Yeah. Wow. So, I go there. And hilarious because typically to go into these departments, you probably got five to seven years of corporate experience and an MBA. Mm. I'm four weeks out of undergrad. <laughs> My boss said, I don't even have anything for you to do. Right. I don't even know what this title is. We don't have this. So I'm going to treat you like the other people mm. and divide up the work, sink or swim. Mm. Best thing could have Wow. Because now it's like you rapidly got to catch up. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm just going to assume that even though you don't have the experience, you have the aptitude, so you need to quickly catch on. They also had great training and great education, gotcha. so I'll give them credit for that as well. What well, were some of your
0: first tasks?
1: Man, one of my very first projects, and it don't seem sexy until you understand what's at, at scale, It was doing. we were doing a packaging redesign, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine – um, if you were going to change the uh, uh, Sleepers for Suckers logo, right? Mm-hmm. But you are the number one company in the world. You're the number one clothing brand in the world, and you're about change? to change the logo. And my job is to make sure nothing goes wrong. I'm not in charge <laughs> of making sure it looks pretty, <laughs> but right. when we print it on a billboard, on a building, on a napkin, on a piece of paper, on a truck, on cardboard, everything better be spelled right. Everything better be in the right dimensions. Every Everything mm-hmm. better look perfect, minus these new changes that we're making. Yeah. So now you learn to like detail. Here is why it matters. You got millions, if not tens of millions of dollars of inventory in order to be able to get all this stuff to the store in time. One yeah. misprint might cost you 10 million.
0: Yeah. It's not like printing 72 t shirts. And you can up.
1: just, yeah, you can shoot out gun, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah. fu- a funny story.
0: Uh, me and my team, actually, a uh, man Jeremy. Uh, design E.T.'s first t-shirt. They still mm-hmm. sell today. When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, the design wow. fire. Wow, yeah. So... Um, I mean he's like this. I think the story is just getting there so he's like alright we gotta get some merch going and he already made me a bunch of money by wearing my sleepers for circus t-shirts yep. so we get it all done we said to him they're like okay this is the one a couple of iterations yep. this is the one this is the one they said to their team they're like yo let's go yep. I'm like yo yes it's amazing they was like yo can you handle the printing I'm like yes we got this we got a print shop in Atlanta Jack yep. we yep. with Jack. sent it to Jack they looked at it everything good yes it's approved I sent it back to CJE. everything approved they're like it's approved. Cool, let's print 5,000 t-shirts. <laughs> the t-shirt said, when you want to succeed, as bad as you want a breath.
1: Breath, not breathe.
0: Yeah. Tough. Yeah. CJ and E being so gracious, they realized, it was my fault 100%, yep. Yep. but it was like, yo, we saw it too, we missed it, no yep. problem. And that that story just always, it stings, bro. yeah. yeah. When you want to succeed as bad as you want a breath. Wow. 5,000 T-shirts. So I imagine at your company, it's not 5,000. There are hundreds of thousands that get printed. And if something goes wrong,
1: mm-hmm. across the entire supply chain network, you might have 13 printing sites. So this got to get from the printer onto a truck, onto a pal I mean a pallet on a truck, from a truck to the di- distribution a warehouse, Shh. right? So, but here's also what I learned when you talk about these transverbal lessons. I'm also now working with the graphic design companies that's in charge of this. Mm. And I said, they charge $200,000 to update this logo. They Mm. charge $80,000 to say new and improved taste, right? And my boss said, we pay them because of the risk of the F up. We need somebody that's going to get it right. Because if you get it wrong, it costs us $10 million.
0: What's up, family? This episode is sponsored by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting the real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all. I mean, jewelry that makes you look like the gym. Or sneakers and streetwear that make every step feel fly. I remember wanting the two-tone Rolex it was beautiful Jubilee Band I remember seeing it on TV I remember seeing it on successful People and what made me fall in love With it was the style the swagger The elegance of the person wearing It not even the watch it was the vibe Of the person wearing it and I remember When I first got it the Feeling was incredible I Felt accomplished these days To know for sure you're getting the real deal You got to go straight to eBay When searching just look for the blue check mark. It will say authenticity guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal by visiting ebay.com for terms. That's ebay.com.
1: So yeah, we pay you $200,000 to make sure we don't have to pay $10 million.
0: Dang
1: it, we be fighting about these little... We fight over these... You. <laughs> uh, over these... $1,000 uh, for a logo. Right, over these uh, fiber, uh, $85 logos, unlimited <laughs> revisions, Right. But then now you know. So if we were going to say, let's pitch some corporate company, we can't go in there with the same rates. They're going to laugh us out of the building. They know that we don't understand the scope and scale and the magnitude if we come in underpriced.
3: Ooh. So you got to price
1: appropriate to the risk. We're about to put this on a building. And you coming in here talking about 1500 and we're expecting to see $200,000? Yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. You might have the design chops, but you don't have the business acumen. That's crazy. You'll lose the deal You'll by coming deal. in significantly yeah, you, less. You might be late to a call. That's how they feel. You might you might misprint some. You might send the wrong version of the CEO. Yeah. At that price point, goodness gracious, you ain't got enough to risk.
0: Mm. Yeah. So you've had how long were you at Pedigree actually?
1: Uh, four years. Four years, yeah. and then
0: you you so I'm up in to Nashville, boys, right?
1: right? I'm in Nashville, and I'm. For perspective, I'm from Atlanta. The same Atlanta that everybody loves, right? I'm from Atlanta. I leave at 18. I come back at 26. Mm -hmm. But I've been successful in college. I've been successful in corporate. And I'm helping my brother with his business. Like, I'm starting to get into entrepreneurship. But not. it's not coming to as a calling. It's like a, it's the lower energy. I want to come to Atlanta and play, right? Mm -hmm. I want to come to Atlanta and party. I'm tired of missing... The fun and catching up with y'all on Facebook and Instagram. Right. I got, I got a look. I got a couple of dollars, right? Let me <laughs> let me go buy the Jordans and let me go hit the hookah spot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm coming from that perspective, but I got all this corporate stuff and I don't really know how to unpack it yet. Yeah. I've been in rooms and in conversations that you cannot fathom, right? I got invited to the Mars's family house in Wyoming mm. in 2011. These people were worth nine, 10 billion at the time. So, I caught, my mentor had since left the company. I said, What do I do? What do I wear? What do I say? Mm. I don't know how to act, right? So, he walked me through. All right, here's how you go about it. While I'm there, one of the family members pulled me aside. And she basically said, You shouldn't be in this room. But because you're in this room, let me give you some game, right? I'm and this a tri- is
0: four years after, this is four years in at Pedigree. This two years in two it. Two years right. in. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right.
1: Funny story. The senior management team left. I became the most senior person on pedigree after two years. Oh, wow. Yeah, they had some internal turmoil, but I just I just stayed in my job. Yeah. I got a promotion. It <laughs> was like, I'll do the work, right? right. Uh, corporate opportunities are crazy. Mm-hmm. But I end up going, so now I'm at the Mars family house, and one of the members of the family pulled me aside. And I'm going to translate it, right? Because yeah. it was corporate speech. But she basically said... Give me the corporate speech first. Um, she said... It looks like you're doing amazing in your career, mm-hmm. and this is a great opportunity that you were able to join us here. What she's really saying is, boy, you young. we all in <laughs> here 50 and older. What's your young, <laughs> young, your, your young behind doing here? But you, you ain't here on accident.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm going to assume that you can handle this information I'm about to give you next. Yeah. She said, you want to know the difference between getting rich and getting wealthy? Yes, yeah. ma'am, right? <laughs> she said, we are, and an, an anchor your mind here, 2011, she said, at this point, we've been running companies, let's just say, 100 years. We've mastered the 30-second commercial. We know how to tell a story that gets a person to run to the store and buy something in 30 seconds. It's going to take us 10 years to master the 15-second commercial. Mm. And right after that is the five-second commercial. If you want to get rich, stay here and be the person that drives our like, growth and change and master this with us. If you want to get wealthy, quit and go find a solution for the five-second commercial and then sell it back to us. Because mm. your boss ain't going to let you work on no 10-year project here, a no little pet project. But if you want to know how the game is played, that's where we at and here's where we're going. Now, look at where we are. It's 2023. How much time people give you on, on, on the social media post?
0: Well, <laughs> hey, if you, you might need water a little longer. Bro. You
1: know what Instagram counts as a, as a view? How many seconds? How many? Three seconds. This is almost prophetic from this lady. Three seconds is how much time you get wow. to count as a view. She said five seconds 12 years ago. Same thing. Now, imagine if I had just started working on telling a five-second story yeah. for 10 years, and then we get here in TikTok, YouTube shorts, and Instagram pop up, and you ready for it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Goodness gracious. But this is, everybody talk about getting in the room, coaching, mentoring. When you sitting with certain people, information is competitive advantage. We treat information like a throwaway, right? How many people done bought stuff from us, didn't open it, didn't use it, and you like, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this ebook. I ain't hustling you. This is the step-by-step process. And folks treat it like it's just, you know, take it or leave it. Nah, this ain't take it or leave it. I've been a part of some conversations, humbly, you can't conceive of. Mm. I sat with Amazon. Amazon said our 2020 vision, this is the year 2010. Our 2020 (laughs) vision is that we will have 50% of y'all's business. Right now we're at about 7%. So y'all are in meetings with Walmart and Target and y'all dancing with them and y'all leaving us high to dry. But we're going to be the dominant player in 10 years. So we highly recommend y'all start building relationships with us now. I'm in the meeting because I'm junior. Mm-hmm. My boss is with Walmart, but I'm talking to Amazon. Yeah. So I know what's coming. 10 years before it gets here. Jeff knew. Yeah. Dollar General said the same thing. They said, we're going to add 10,000 stores over the next 10 years. We're looking at the entire geographic landscape. We want to be the refill store. So in between your big grocery, most people grocery shop once a month,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but you need ref- you need some toilet tissue. You need a dozen eggs. We want to be that place. So they looked at where was the population density, how far did it take you to get to a major store, Kroger, uh, Ralph's, um, Safeway if you're up north. We just want to intercept them. We want you to have to pass us to get to them, and that's how we're going to get your business. Mm. And if you look now, a Dollar General is around like Waffle House, right? Like for sure. They're right in between your journey to a bigger store.
0: I want to get back to the dinner, but I got a point. I think Dollar General is doing something wrong. It's not as a um as a staple and I don't know if it's I don't know how the business is doing, yeah. but I want to know from your perspective when you look at like Dollar General and I don't understand the whole Family Dollar is at the same company, different company. Walk yeah. me through that. You got a Rolex on.
1: You ain't the target consumer. Mhm. That's probably why you ain't, you know what I mean? Dollar General still it. Yeah. I haven't looked at their financials, but think about that as a concept. We know we won't be as big as the Amazons. We know now what they probably couldn't have foreseen is how fast the online distribution network would happen. Right. We didn't think we'd be ordering groceries and they'd be at our house the same day. Yeah, for sure. Right. But like for the um again, that refill, you ain't coming in here to spend two hundred. you coming in yeah. here to spend 18. You coming here to spend $24 and we're gonna get a bunch mm. of those. Right? You need a you need a pack of double-A batteries. Some paper towels and yeah. you need some whatever else. You don't want to walk into a big old Walmart. Let me just shoot the Dollar General real quick.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. So the batteries at Dollar General are always terrible, but <laughs> you need the batteries yeah. because I need to go on my remote today. Right. You know what I mean? I'll wait to later to go get good batteries. Yeah. from.
1: So then wherever. here's how they do it in order to be able to meet their price. So they go back to these bigger companies and they say, give us the best thing that you feel comfortable putting your logo on, but like strip it down so that we can make the cost spec. So for example, let's just oh, well,
0: hold on real quick. So yeah. you're saying certain companies create specific products for a dollar channel. You know? Yeah. Oh wow.
1: So you hit a, I don't know if this is still out there, but it used to be Tide and Tide basic. Right. Yeah. So the, the amount of uh, how potent the tide was, was different in the dollar store. Versus in a regular store, because they need to be able to hit a certain price point.
3: Mm. Right? So,
1: again, if you, paper towels might be one ply. Your, uh, uh, any type of thing, is just a, it's a thinner version. Right? So, thread counts of sheets might be way less thread count at a dollar store versus a traditional store.
0: Bro, I am seeing how little I know about
1: business right now. <laughs> now nah, it's beautiful, though. So you also seen. I just don't see these angles. Like, yeah. you don't, th- you the average entrepreneur, the stuff that you're talking
0: about, we yeah. never think of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, why we're doing a certain thing yeah. now would be different than a corporation doing the same exact thing, but they're doing it for a whole nother reason.
1: Yeah. But here's the beauty of it, right? They say the number one rule of business just stay in business. Like, right now, if you could go back and right your wrongs with the wisdom you have now, it's almost like cheating. Yeah. If somebody said, we're going to give you you know, $5,000 to launch a t-shirt company, you're like, why so much money, right? <laughs> I can do these things called pre-order. Because you, know, sure. you just got so much confidence and experience mm. in the game. You can bring all your wisdom and experience. So we, we don't think about the fact that most of these places got 50, 70, 100 years of experience. They also hire the best. Mm. Because we know that if we go get the best people, train them, and then unleash them like we'll end up getting like a multiplier effect. You know what I'm saying? Got it. Got it. Got it. Goodness gracious. Now you said you want to go back to the dinner.
0: I want to go back all to the right. dinner because I think it was a lot more that you gathered than that conversation. Yeah. Talk to
1: me. So you're, you're sitting in a room um, with billionaires, right? So I'm able to see how they think about the world. Mm. So an example I knew, and I told all my friends they thought it was crazy. I knew that alternative meat like Impossible and Beyond Burger was coming 10 years before it came because we're in pet and pet food is derived from animals. So tier one cut of a cow might go to a steakhouse and tier two might go to Cheesecake Factory. No shade. Well, tier three goes to dog food. We're looking at the demand on how much Mm -hmm. humans are eating and they saying we're not going to have enough tier three for dog food. We need to be thinking about alternative protein sources now, because if people keep eating at the rates they're doing and they keep getting dogs, we're gonna run out of dog food.
0: Mm, first off, we're not gonna disrespect Cheesecake Facts. tier three would be chilies.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yo, yo, that's crazy because the, the 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 food at these like lower end restaurants, yeah, it's like you you order a steak here, but you, you order a steak here, it tastes drastically different. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Okay. So you're understanding yeah. these tiers. I don't. And I'm
1: understanding what? supply and demand, yeah. right? They said. So where we think in terms of, again, we think in terms of product. Mm. They think in terms of, um, industry.
3: Mm. So landscape.
1: Yeah. 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 We got the number one chocolate company in the world. Where we get our chocolate from? You ever thought about it? Right. They ain't calling some one eight hundred chocolate distributors. Yeah. They said, we gotta teach a country how to cultivate chocolate. (laughs) So we'll go to the whole country and we'll work a deal out with their government and we'll take the whole country and teach them how to grow chocolate over the next 20, 30, 40 years. I don't know about the rest of my competitors, but we are gonna have chocolate, right? That's the thought process. So now you understand why it took me. Now you know me as a friend, why it took me so long to go through my process of like unlearning and then relearning so that I could match up with the day-to-day entrepreneur. I'm walking around with this stuff in my head 10 plus years ago. And now I show up on social media. It's like, what do I talk about? I only know this other stuff. I don't even know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? And I didn't set out to be an entrepreneur. I didn't have that. Like most people got the rage. Somebody screwed them over. They got passed Mm -hmm. up on a promotion. I'm going to show you. Mm -hmm. Other people got the, like, I've just never fit inside of um, structure. I don't have none of that. Mm. I was a straight A student. I went from kindergarten to college and never made a C. I'm (laughs) good at school. I like school. (laughs) I'm good at corporate, right? I got uh, uh, four promotions in three years. That's crazy. Man. But I'm saying there's something in me that says, like, I think I'm supposed to be doing something different with this gift. I think I think I'm supposed to be like helping people in a different capacity. What if I could find a way to take these principles I've learned and help the common person? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Okay. So you're sitting there with billionaires at the center, right? Yeah. Is that even there when she says, hey, leave, create something, come back and sell it to yeah. us. Did it automatically say, okay. I'm at the be entrepreneur, or was you no. like the
1: uh, this that stuff be? that just play like what they say on the back burner. So I think it hit my subconscious. Yeah. My conscious is like, lady, y'all pay me a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm going. Nowhere. I'm going to work. <laughs> right. In fact, <laughs> right. I'm gonna stay up tonight and change my presentation before tomorrow because I can't conceive. A, I, we talk about it all being mindset, mm-hmm. and people think that's a cop out. But at that age, I don't have the mindset for this. 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 Like this seed she just gave me. I don't have the soil for her to plant this in yet. Mm. So I can only reject it, because I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with it. How do you go do something for 10 years that you don't know how to do, and you don't know, it won't, it won't make money till year 11, right? <laughs> well, you gotta know how to raise capital, and borrow money, and yeah. you know what I mean, like equity, crowdsourcing, funding, and all this other stuff. I'm 23, <laughs> right? Like, this is the best thing ever happened to my whole family, right. you know what I'm saying? This lady trying to jinx me, right? <laughs> <laughs> um so again it plays in the back burner and yeah. you can pull these lessons when you get where sort of get where you're going. For sure. But I wish I I wish I had the the resources and support to jump at the time.
0: Right, right. Because right.
1: it was again the difference between getting rich and getting wealthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah.
0: And we'll go back to the story, but I just want to like pivot a little bit. For sure. What is your perspective on corporate employment now? Do you still see it as a way that people can live that fulfilled life? Or would you say, even if you're on that path, you need to do something entrepreneurial?
1: So I think um, multiple streams of income, everybody needs to be concerned with it, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean you're an entrepreneur from my definition, right? I tend to think of an entrepreneur as a person that's, owning a business or enterprise, not just putting their money to work for sure. So I think there are a lot of folks that they get paid so well in corporate that the risk to jump out here just to get back to where they already were, it just might not be worth it. You're better off peeling off $300,000, throwing it in an index fund and just letting it do what it do as opposed to risking your, you know, $600,000 job to come do this stuff. We joked and laughed when you was like quitting $35,000 and as much as a hundred thousand, but Depending on where you are, it may not be as risky. Mm-hmm. If you can say, "Man, look, I can, I can, I can roommate with one of my friends, or I can move back home with my folks," and the amount of money I've been making at my job, I think I can start to put this into my enterprise. Yeah. You may be a greater candidate than somebody at senior management or something like that. For sure, but I do think we all are sitting ducks if we don't put our money to work. Yeah, and I was guilty, and I'm just now getting to the point of like you ain't trying to watch the money stack up. You realize that's not smart Yeah. to just see the money keep going. Like yeah. it better be doing something and we'll reclaim it when we need it. But like, let's put all the money to work at some percentage that's at least above inflation. Gotcha. You know what I mean?
0: And uh, speaking of which, I remember there was a point in time. And again, I don't know if you were like just using market research or whatever, but yeah. you were posting on social media and this, and we'll go through the story of, like, you building your business, but you're like, yo, I'm about to go back to work, y'all. Yeah. What y'all think?
1: Yeah. So I would call it an identity crisis in the sense of this is all I know how to be. Yeah. I've trained my whole life to be this person. I've gotten there. I've gotten the tokens and the level of success and the validation and the attaboys. And now, because I don't have a big enough calling pulling me into entrepreneurship yet, I'm just kind of like inquisitive. I'm sticking yeah. my toe. So this, like, I'm trying to figure out how to make 30000 and these folks are saying, we'll give you a $40,000 signing bonus to come back. Mm. And you're trying to figure out, right? So I'm in limbo because am I tripping, right? Did I jump too soon? Did I not have the right plan? Yeah. Um, can you do both? Because for a long time, I'm glad that this rhetoric has sort of died down, but for a long time, it was like, you can't have a job and be an entrepreneur. Yeah, you got to yeah, pick, yeah. right? Yeah, for I sure. think in some capacity... It's smart to do both, mm-hmm. especially if where you're working is going to get you the resources and the experience and the exposure quicker than entrepreneurship can. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean.
0: If I, I think if I was start, if I had to start all over, I would probably work for an entrepreneur that I believed in. Yeah, and figure out a way to add value dramatically,
1: financially. Right.
0: Because you can. It's easier to start sharing in those profits. Right. If you make Mars an extra hundred million, it's not like they give you a million.
2: No. You know what I mean? There's
1: it's no like, problem sharing. Right. You know? <laughs> for sure. I would I would find, I would work for you. I'd be like, yo, yeah. Badi, I work for you now. But that's. And I'll bring some money in. That's another thing that we say, and I think it go in one ear and out. People don't actually understand what that yeah. means, right? I would sit, I would work for you. I would say, all right, on this time money equation, what does David value? Yeah. I see him talking about coming home to his kids. I see him talking about his wife. I understand the enterprise that will keep him away from those things, but he's also building it for those things, not calling your family things, right? If I could intercept that and either make you more money quicker Mm -hmm. or give you back more of your time, I probably got some leverage. 100%. Right? 100%. So I'm going to study you, see how you spend your time, see how you do your money, and come up with better ideas than what you come up with by yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: say, hey, Dave, I don't want to be in your business, but can we chat for a little bit? Like, what type of growth rate? you? I saw you looking to invest in a company. If you were to put in 50000 what would you reasonably expect to get back in a year? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man, I'd be cool getting back, you know, principal plus 5% equity. I don't give me 10000 and some equity. Now I got to go beat that. Yeah. So next time I talk to you, i got three proposals I want to put in front of you. Mm-hmm. I went and met with the people, talked about them. I didn't tell them who it was. I said, I'm representing a, a VIP client who's looking for an investment opportunity. I'm coming to you like that, yeah. right? And now you like, this boy making more money? I like this. I like yeah. this Maybach music, right? Question for you.
0: Why do you want to learn a new language? Like, where would you use it? And how would it come in handy? Think about this, right? Listen, you always wanted to learn a new language. Well, let me introduce you to Rosetta Stone. It is the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language, that you really, really wanna learn. Listen, I am looking to really dive deep into Rosetta Stone this year. I tried it, it's really, really fun because I always wanted to be able to reach a broader audience with my business. So we about to learn this Spanish, Espanol, baby. Listen, Rosetta Stone has been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 different languages offered. So if you wanna learn Spanish or French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Polish, 25 different languages offered. Also, um, it's fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. For one, there's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's a very intuitive process, meaning you pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, speech recognition. The built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also convenient. Like I said, you can use it on desktop or app um, with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline, and it's an amazing value. You will get a lifetime membership for all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in your life. Lifetime access all 25 languages For 50% off, Rosetta Stone is offering you a steal of a deal. Listen up, y'all. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Social Proof Podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com forward slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Do it today. I get it. I know what's going on. Your business was rocking, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work, taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth This is you. You should know these three numbers. 37,025,1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and much, much more. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all your KPIs or key performance indicators. In one efficient system with one source of truth, manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Listen, there's power in having organization in your business, having all the information in one place. With disorganization comes poverty. Trust me, this is an unprecedented offer by NetSuite. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance. Absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash social proof.
1: So now we thinking like that. So I think folks don't understand how to get hungry out here. Yeah. Because we're all chasing that like individual glitz that we don't think about adding value to somebody else. Facts. Yeah.
0: Four years in corporate, right?
1: Four years at the at the first company. Pedigree. Yeah. I come home to Atlanta. My bad. I know we're a little bit out of order. Yeah, but why? Okay, so you quit. I quit. Why? So my brother was growing a business, and I thought, you know what? With my knowledge, I can help you accelerate this business way faster. What's the business? At the time, the business was called Eden Easy Beds. He was building custom uh, like raised garden beds. Again, think about This is 2013, 14. Mm -hmm. He's got all these clients in Midtown and Buckhead and folks that want a custom. You want your your backyard built out so it's got a serenity garden and cacti and succulents and that wave. My brother's always been innovative, but he didn't have that business structure. So I come in talking about profit margins, and, and he's like, bro, look.
0: Like, Which frustrates your brother. Like, absolutely. yo, bro. Like you, what are you talking about?
1: Like, I just like to make what I feel. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. provides for my life. I ain't trying to scale this business, right? right? <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it wasn't like I didn't have a full thought out plan. I was a little, um, like, the corporate part of it, you get, once you go high enough, you get introduced to the politics. Yeah, And so now I'm like, eh, I kind of got a bad taste in my mouth. Racial? Uh, not necessarily racial. There's always an undertone just in business period. I think there's a racial undertone. People don't want to address it. It's an elephant in a lot of rooms, but you're also just dealing with like, it's sometimes, uh, there's a a phrase that said a prophet isn't recognizing his own hometown. I was homegrown talent, but I was going to get more money to go somewhere else. Right. Got it. So the promotions they can give you are only going to be so many percentages versus you leave them go to another company. They look at your whole portfolio of work. They might give you $40,000 more, whereas your company can only give you an 8% raise, or five, right. that type of stuff.
0: But in, in this four years, it, so this is like two years after that conversation. Yeah. And, and this is like a dream situation for yeah. you. I'm trying to figure out what changed to make you say, I'm going in here, I'm out. Because I'm still
1: from the hood. I'm trying to get back to Atlanta. Nashville was a pit stop, right? Yeah. I, I left to go to Pennsylvania for college. And I was always coming back to yeah, Atlanta. What sure. other city would you want to live in as a young black man, right? Yeah. I go to Nashville and I go, oh, dang, this is going to work. I just got promoted real fast. Mm. So it's like, dang, all right, let's do another year. You get promoted again. You get on the board of the Boys and Girls Club. And so you start living life. Mm. But I wasn't in the driver's seat. So I this is my you. first time I feel like I'm going to make a decision for me to take back my life, as opposed to just being mentored and coached yeah. and stewarded into all these things. Let me go do what I want to do. I've right. always made the right decision. Let me go have some fun. Yeah. Let me go wild out. I'll figure out this work thing. How bad could it be? Yeah, real bad, right? Right. <laughs> so you're thinking, okay, I'm going to quit
0: here. Yeah. Move to Atlanta and just find a job in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, I figured it out. But I got enough yeah. money right now that like it ain't got to get decided today. Yeah. I got enough saved up, right? So I play with my brother in the business, see if we can figure something out. Yeah. I go party and see if I just something come to me. Yeah. I blew through I blew through probably forty thousand dollars in five mm. months. Yo,
0: and back then Atlanta wasn't that expensive to live. Yeah. It's
1: different now, but you yeah. got 40 grand, yeah. bro. You with no income. Come on, man. In the same lifestyle. Yeah. Eating out, oh, partying man. like a rock star, right? Yeah. Forty, forty thousand dollars in less than half a year. Mm. And it was like, I probably this little exercise is over. Let me go back to corporate. Yeah. Right? So I went back to corporate for a second time. What company? Uh it's called Newell Brands, another huge conglomerate, but they own Papermate, ink pens, Sharpie markers, Greatco if you got car seats, I'm sure you do. Yeah. Um Calphalon cookware, so another big old company that owns a bunch of small brands. My small mm-hmm. they still do billions, right?
0: Yo, just you having a uh, listen, I don't you don't think of I mean we all know it. Yep. But it's very rare that we get to have a conversation about a corporate entity that owns a bunch of different corporate entities. Yep. But that corporate entity was started by a human. Yes. So even as you're talking, I'm thinking, how can I be Newell yeah. at some point? Yeah. Or Mars. Yeah. But you get the family history, right? So Absolutely. tell me a little bit, How do you
1: know how Newell started? Um, I don't know the story of Newell, but even as you're thinking about it, this is that stuff that it ain't, nobody's actively saying, be an entrepreneur, build a conglomerate. But your subconscious is saying, I don't think these people can outsmart. I think I can figure this thing, this whole mm-hmm. thing out as well. And we can talk about how we're using it in entrepreneurship, especially yeah. for like where I'm at and where I'm going. But I'm thinking about this stuff, but you still got to pay the bills, right? Mm-hmm. You still got to do that, that base level stuff.
0: Like was Sam Walton a genius? Arguably. You know what I mean?
1: Right. At least, at least if we just put it inside the world of business, because his thought process was same thing. How far does it take a person to drive in order to get what they're looking for? At this point in history, Kmart is bigger than Walmart, right? So they're thinking through, like, how do we intercept this thing? So they went for, we're going for rural. We want this to be a destination. You're going to load up your family on Saturday morning. You're going to come out here, and you're going to get everything.
0: Everything you need.
1: Yes. But here is the genius of Walmart. Do you know how Walmart surpassed Kmart? Mm-mm. All right, cool old days, you might have even seen this. You ever been to like an old hardware store anywhere with like a mom pop running it? Mm -hmm. They take inventory by hand. Somebody walks through the aisles and go, we need some more screws. So at the time that Kmart and Walmart were both doing inventory the same way, Walmart found out about these things called UPCs, universal product code that you can scan and you can hook up to a computer network in your store to tell you what inventory you got right mm. now watch how fast it starts to work you go to the cash register bing cash register tells the back of the store we're out of it back of the store says replan. when when they replay from the back of the store back of the store computer says call the manufacturer tell them to send us some more that happens in real time versus mm. i gotta go take my lunch break get my notepad we need 12 more screws go yeah. to the back we need 12 more screws, <laughs> right now multiply this with speed and you get a supply chain. So now they can get more product from the point of origin to the distribution center to the store on the shelf faster than their competitor. How many times are you going to go to a store and they be out of stock before you stop going versus you go to this other store and they always got what you need? Yeah. And that was the slow creep that helped Walmart jump past Kmart is that they understood IT and supply chain.
0: Mm. So he was a genius. Yeah. But no more genius than you and I. Correct. Because we can figure the stuff out. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and I think as entrepreneurs, we see stuff in the market, we're like, ooh, we need to fix that. Yes. And maybe the genius of Sam is saying, okay, instead of saying it, I'ma move on these genius ideas that Correct. I
1: have. I also think a lot of the um sort of you know older corporations, and even if you look at how they think about it. We still too emotionally attached to our business. And we talk about what do you want to own, uh, 100% of a grape or 25% of a watermelon. If we're just looking at volume, we're not willing to split equity. We're not willing to partner up. We're not willing to say, hey, Dave, man, it's a three-year opportunity, bro. Let's do this and Roswell and bust the money down. Well, it was my idea first and I thought this right. We, <laughs> we still very immature in business because we're new to it. Yeah. Versus some of these seasoned folks are like, wait a minute. You buying a cash flow positive business? I bet I'm mean, integrate that. Okay, cool. Woo, woo, woo. Right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Right, it ain't this deep, you know what I'm saying, like longing and purpose and calling yeah. on how they're making business decisions.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Half a year into Atlanta. Yeah. You're all like hookahed and women and... I'm all out. Right, out, right? Yeah, I'm so all like, out. You're yeah. like, all right, I'm going to get a job. And I would imagine it's not hard to get one because... Yeah.
1: For but years. I'm thinking, so I'm also... I'm coming from Mars, and in my role in Mars, I was doing marketing for North America. So I kind of understand America and it and how it works. Yeah. Up pops a job that's global. So take the same thing you've been doing in North America, but now the world is your oyster. Mm. Global marketing manager on Papermate. Throw my name in the hat. They call me right back. Hey, oh, wow, right? How fast can you? uh, I was in <laughs> I was in Vegas partying, and they were like, "Can we do a phone screen?" Uh, uh yes, <laughs> right. let me get myself together. Splash the water <laughs> my face. Um, but the one question I ask is: Is this really global, or like mm-hmm. we just gonna sit in Atlanta and call different countries? Yeah. She like, nah, it's boots on the ground. So now I'm fascinated because I can take what I've been applying in Kmart, Walmart, Target, and do it in Spain, in mm. Brazil, and whatever other place. Right? I want to see what the world is talking about. Do I have the chops or did I just get lucky? I got this first job kind of through my mentor. Am yeah. I who I think I am, right? Am I him? Yeah. So I go back into corporate on a global team for Papermate ink pens and the whole world opened up. Really? First day on the job. You know, you normally come in, you fill out your tax form. Mm-hmm. They said, come get your laptop and go to the airport. My first day, I had to catch a flight, right? Now, it was domestic. Well, I was going to Chicago for some training stuff. But that's how fast. My second week, my boss said, you got to pass.
0: Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? Well, if so, I have some bad news. Mint's going away. It's shutting down. But here's some good news. There's an even better alternative. It's called Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch money and are absolutely loving it. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, which is the top-rated personal finance app, it also has a built-in collaboration feature so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and much more. You can create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com forward slash social. And get this, Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint so you can keep all your tags and categories. And unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up and to customize and then use it all together, okay? Monarch is absolutely obsessed with constantly improving a product. So they actually release updates every two weeks and allow customers to submit suggestions so you can actually vote on requested features and you'll be able to see the product roadmap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash social. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash social for your extended 30-day free trial. Look, black representation in media means the world to me. I remember watching Arsenio Hall and Montel Williams and Oprah Winfrey. I remember seeing these black voices and I thought, you know what? I want to control a room like that. The next generation, however, of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama, the reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Listen, black representation is important. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center black voices. It's NPR... Noir, turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices uh, as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to black stories, black truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts.
1: I say, yeah, she said, you got a credit card. I say, we don't have our corporate cards yet. Mm. I right, look, I'm going to afford you my itinerary. We're going to Europe. Mm. We're going to London, Milan, and Paris. Second week. Sheesh. So you need to know how to catch a flight and wake up and start working. We're walking right into focus groups with an Italian translator. And at the end of this, we expect a one-pager on what you thought, some high-level thoughts that we can take and put back in front of the bosses to figure out what we want to do. So there's no like, well, what's the history of the company and where's the bathroom? <laughs> now now you in middle management, <laughs> right? You got teams and budgets. Yeah, let's go. Three different countries and figure Damn. it out. Yeah.
0: What was, that, what was that first experience like?
1: Crazy. Because you don't, you don't, there's no more, at, like, we know it from this level where you have to come up with the idea and make the decision. Yeah. Prior to this, like, my managers help you make a good decision. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I go with that shade of green. What about blue? Over here, they're like, what you think we should do? You tell us. Catch a flight. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but you start learning the same things apply. So we went to Italy. And we went to France and we went to the UK because those were 50% of the sales in Europe. Mm -hmm. So if we can figure out what works in those three countries, we got a good chance of protecting our market share in Europe. Gotcha. So we still got America that you're in charge Mm -hmm. of, but we actually need you to go understand the nuances and the difference of these different cultures because you can't do what works over here, over there.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. Give me a big corporate mess up. Where did you mess up? (laughs) One big corporate mistake and you're like...
1: Uh, um, I'll give you two and the, and, w- and the one I thought was big It actually didn't end up being that big uh. Right So I messed up one time on packaging Thousands of packages I had one typo Right mm. So this uh, dog food Had three sides on a box Beef and chicken Beef and chicken Beef and cheese On one of the panels Oh, and wow. cheese is an allergen for certain dogs. So now I got to go before the regulatory folks and be like, yo, I messed up. Right. But this is where relationships matter. I'm super cool with our regulatory department. Cause they let us know, are oh, we about to break the law when we coming up with these marketing ideas? Right. right? So I want to be like, I want to get right up to the law, but I don't right. want to break it. Right. <laughs> so now I've messed up on this packaging and I know enough to know, let me go call what's called our, our exposure. How mm-hmm. much money in packaging is already printed? Did did you design it? I didn't design it, but similar to to the Succeed as Much as You Want a Breath. I oversaw it. Yeah. So I'm the final yes or no. I signed off on it. It's got my signature on the proof. Yeah. You know what I mean? On the substrate, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we sit down, we talk. It was about a couple hundred thousand dollars, right? I think I'm going to lose my job. It's more than I make. Yeah, that's like, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It wasn't in the millions, a couple hundred thousand. She said, let me make some phone calls. Make some phone calls. What's the risk? What's the exposure? Came back to my desk. She said, "I got good news for you." They said, "We're okay. We're going to flow through that inventory in about sixty days. After that, we need to replace it." I'll draft up a memo to customer service. So if anybody calls in, here's the SOP to order process. We're going to apologize. We're going to give them a coupon. Duh, 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 duh. But like, I'm glad you caught it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could have been worse. Yeah, yeah. We could have had ten million, <laughs> and you could have been fired, right? <laughs> so that was um, that was one mess up, mm-hmm. a physical one. The other one I had was a mental mess up. Okay. I was in South America doing research for PaperMate. And I was pissed cuz I felt like I should be getting promoted and I'm not. And I'm down here and I'm doing all this stuff, right? And I'm with two other people that are more senior than me, but they're not on my team. I'm on PaperMate, somebody else is on Sharpie, and somebody else is on UniBall, another ink pen, right?
0: And how long were you working at this company at, at this, this point?
1: point? Maybe a year and a half. Okay. Um And one of the uh, senior marketing managers, she said, you dummy, you don't realize that you are in South America doing research for the number one ink pen company in the world and they only sent you. Mm. This is a test to see can you handle the next level. So here's what you need to do: get your head back in the game. Go do the research. Go send the one pager. Go show your boss and your boss boss that you can send you to three, four different countries, and you understand what's at stake. I was throwing myself a pity party. How did she know that? Because she was two levels ahead of me. And you were you were like complaining to her. Yeah, I'm complaining to her. We having drinks. It's the end of the day. This is a man ain't, ain't. And she's like, <laughs> "This how you get promoted, stupid. Yeah. You don't get promoted by aspiring to do the next level." You get promoted by taking responsibility and starting to do the next level, demonstrating. And then you come back and they say, well, you've already been doing 30% of the next level. Yeah. Here, let me, right? And they got all type of cool stuff. They can retro your pay. They can give you a spot bonus. They can do Mm. a bunch of stuff to right side it, right? Right, right, But I don't know this, right? I'm still kind of... Shit, like, get your head in the game. Right, right. And, yeah, I snapped to it. But had I not had that intervention, talking about coaching, talking about mentorship, I wouldn't have even turned in my homework assignment because they didn't tell me that that was the homework assignment. (laughs) Right. You're supposed to know it. (laughs) What do you mean? You spent $30,000 in South America just to come back and tell us your feelings? (laughs) Right. Nah, nah. nah. We ain't going for that. Facts. Yo, from a corporate perspective, did you,
0: for the most part, outside of this kind of faux pas, were you always thinking – how can I add more value or how can I just get my job done?
1: Um, me personally was, it wasn't to the end I thought about how I get my, I was always thinking like, how do I do more than my job? Yeah. Cause I'm, that is like how you progress through the company or at least how you get better opportunities. Cause we've all had stuff where you yeah. get a good opportunity and a not so good one. you're like, I don't like this. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be the teacher's pet in, in corporate than to be the other person on the team. Uh, Dave. Do this, right? So I'm always thinking that way. It wasn't until I really got burned out with the corporate politics where I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear this Navy hoodie on Monday. This burgundy one on Tuesday. I'm just going to go in here and do my job. And then I Mm -hmm. knew just like on a spiritual level, I ain't going to be able to stay here much longer because I'm not even this person. It's changing my character. It's changing who I am. I got to figure something out.
0: How long were you working at that company?
1: Um, A little over three years.
0: A little over three years. Okay. So you got seven years of corporate experience. Yeah. You're not feeling this whole situation. Yeah. And I mean, when did entrepreneurial entrepreneurship creep into your brain like? So this it cre- it feel.
1: crept in six months before I started wearing my corporate uniform, okay. right? So we started being broke before. Mm-hmm. The clothing brand, man, you're familiar with. Before everybody else listening, um, it was a group of five guys. Uh, Dashaun was the one that pulled us all together. He and I met in uh, Atlantic Station to just talk about ideas that we felt like needed a team to implement. So I'm telling him some concepts I'm thinking about. He's telling me some concepts. And then we get around to being broke before. And I'm like, hey, bro, I don't know how big this can be, but I know it needs to go first. It'll give birth to these other ideas that we're thinking about. So y'all got together. Let's
0: just talk about what could be something. Yeah. Yeah. And then through this conversation, being broke before comes up.
1: It was one of the ones that he was sitting on. So once he told me about it, I'm like, oh, that's the one. Yeah. That's it. Because I'm thinking media and messaging. How many folks, now this is gonna get nerdy, one of the universal stories is Rags to Riches. Being broke before ain't nothing but a Rags to Riches story. For sure. This is Cinderella, this is Scarface, this is any other plot around starting from here and ending up there. It's the American dream put on a t-shirt. Yeah. Let's do that one. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how to story tell. For sure. You understand product, T-shirt. They already had a T-shirt company making money, how you print and set up screens. I don't know about setting up nobody's screens. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. how to tell stories. Yeah. And so we jumped that business off. It's starting to do well. Again, let's talk coaching. He's a, he is the first person I know that's been an entrepreneur the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bro, you don't nobody tell you where to be? Yeah. You doing well? Like what you do? You know what I mean? Like we friends, but like tell me this story. I
3: right.
1: gonna pick you up. Let's just ride and talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? He expenses lunch, but on his own company. <laughs> right? I'm like, hey, that's kind of lit, right? right? So as we talked through the business, I'm like, yo, I'm finna jump. I'm ready to do this full time. He like, nah, not yet, bro. Like we we just get started. I'm like, nah, we just made twenty thousand, bro. I'm out of here, right? And so um, we started that business. It probably took me about eight months before I left corporate. To go on to being brought before full time. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the one that I started to see how these same principles could apply in entrepreneurship.
0: Gotcha.
2: But I'm
1: not thinking about coaching, I'm not thinking about consulting. I'm thinking about running my own business. Yeah. Yeah. Take these principles, use them for you, and then build something. Yeah.
0: So so what happened six months later to where you're like, okay, now's the time, I'm out.
1: Uh you <sighs> I'ma contradict myself because I understand the entrepreneurial bug. For a person that's working a job. Yeah. It bites you and you like, I'm giving them 40 hours, I'm giving me twelve. If I had that'd be fifty-two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be more more (laughs) productive than you could ever imagine. Right. right? So you you starting to see the power of taking something out of your brain, Mm -hmm. putting it into the world, and the world responding favorably. Yeah. So I've been doing this for other people, but this feels different. This is a different I make more money over here, but this is a different rush. Mm -hmm. And I also understand the Scope and scale and structure. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about magic and agenda. Let's talk about building out retail accounts. Let's look at doing a, 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 a multi-segmented market. What's up, family? Listen, a new year for many people means resolutions to save money.
0: So stop shopping without getting anything in return. Start getting cash back on every single purchase you make with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $145 per year, and that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Buy the flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been wanting to go to, or that fancy dinner you've been craving. Join over 50 million savers and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Listen to me, family. Right now, iBota is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code socialproof when you register. Just go to the Apple Store or Google Play Store and download the free iBota app to start earning cash back and use code socialproof. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or Apple Store and use code
3: socialproof.
1: Marketing strategy and hitting these people with this message And that person with that man Like I'm like oh yeah I yeah, got yeah, something yeah. right And so in the same vein As much as I would tell the average person Don't quit yet mm-hmm. There's another part of me that says When you know you know, when you know And you can't know. nobody make that decision for you mm-hmm. I quit Shout out to my old people man I quit on the work from home day bro <laughs> I didn't even make it I, I didn't even make it in the office I was like you know what this is it yeah. They did me one better. Oh, Dave, I missed part of the story. I tried to quit first. Mm-hmm. So we started being broke before in October. I tried to quit my corporate drop in February. They said, you maybe just need some time off. Right? Yeah. Like, you're tripping. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, you tripping. Like you just got a big promotion. You're doing well, young man. Yeah. Don't 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 burn the boats just yeah. yet. They was like, take a month. You know what I mean? Don't tell nobody. Just take a month. Yeah. You'll still get paid. Just oh, check wow. in with us. let us know you're doing. You're healthy. Everything's well. And then, like, let's talk in a month, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, cool. I come back, they like, you can work part-time.
0: But that month, yeah. you're getting busy. With I'm getting busy. busy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I get freedom. I you can wake win. up, I can do whatever. You, you, I realize that my production doesn't match corporate. This go to sleep at this time, wake up yeah. at this time. I, I'm not on that same individual, yeah. like, rhythm. Mine's different, right? So my whole life, I've been trying to force myself into somebody else's timeline, not even knowing that there's an alternative. Yeah. like. Corporate is most active early morning, middle of the afternoon. I tank in the middle of the afternoon. I rarely yeah. do any real work. and Like right after this, I ain't finna do nothing. <laughs> I'm finna chill, and then I'm going to reengage about five. Right. So where I was getting off work, I'm now getting a resurge of energy. Yeah. So it's that type of stuff that you don't know until you get introduced to yeah. it. Yeah, so I try to quit. They say, take 30 days. We're still going to pay you. And then come back, and let's come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. I come back. They say, you can work part-time. You only got to come to the office one day a week. Mm. You can do these projects off of your list, and we'll give you 50% of your salary. You must be really good at this point. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well with my people. I'm doing well with my, by my by my reputation. Yeah, I'm getting paid like $65,000 to work a day a week. Dang. I quit that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be out of your mind. <laughs> so, yeah, so my work from home day, I tell my boss, I don't think I'm – She's like, well, let me talk to HR. This is the most cold-blooded corporate shit ever, pardon me, thing ever happened. She wrote back and said, HR said, since you already put your two, technically you put your two-week notice in four months ago, right? Mm. This week ends in a pay period, so you don't have to do two weeks. You can just drop your stuff off on Monday. Bring your corporate card, your badge, your cell phone, and your laptop. Leave it at the front desk. You're good. Mm. I ain't getting no going away brunch. Body... (laughs) Thank you for your service Here's an ink pen You ain't to talk to your friends the job. They, they didn't even know what happened bro <laughs> To this day right Like They were just like drop your stuff off at security You don't even gotta come give it to your manager <laughs> Ain't no exit interview All this stuff that I've seen years and years and years Like thank you for your service You be on a little LED screen at work You get none of that right? We ain't go out for nachos Nothing You felt the way I cried In the car I dropped my stuff off. I pulled into the parking deck and fell apart. Mm. Because I knew that this chapter was over, but I didn't know what the next chapter looked like. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so, again, now we opening up to what becomes this identity crisis, what becomes the blues, depression, whatever it might be for somebody else. My whole world just got turned upside down, and mm. I think I'm excited, but I know I'm for sure scared.
0: Yeah, for sure. You Especially I mean? if you got a business, a t-shirt business at that. Yeah, and it's five of y'all.
1: Yeah, but we doing well, right? We by by well. my first version of understanding entrepreneurship. Yeah, we done hit a couple, you know, twenty thousand here, thirty thousand there. And I'm like, oh yeah, I see the scalability of this. Yeah. We ten x that, and then we're going ten x to ten x. Yeah. We in there, right? Um, but I don't fully understand entrepreneurship yet and I don't fully understand the dynamics of business partners and I don't yeah. fully understand that I don't speak the same language as everybody else. Yeah. So we all equally excited, but then I started talking like a robot. You know what I mean? Like nobody talks like average people don't sit at the dinner table talking about scope and scale. Yeah. I'm trying to grow this thing. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to make some more money. <laughs> and I guess your yeah. business
0: partners, because I I imagine myself as one of your business partners where I'm like, yo, let's just go. Let's go do some yeah. cool stuff. And you start talking corporate and I'd imagine they frustrate you because you're like y'all yeah. don't y'all don't get it yeah. like but
1: here's here's the dope part right and, and and my business partners were all successful i'm the I'm the newbie mm-hmm. so they also got wisdom so they're not antsy yes right one of my business partners already a millionaire mm-hmm. we 26 he's self-made millionaire already so he the one saying, oh, don't quit yet like cool yeah. you, cool jets I got you mm-hmm. all right, I put this whole thing together trust me I'm like, you? he's like, I see it, right? Yeah. So in a lot of ways, I take my own responsibility for not accepting the coaching. Mm. Not even seeing it as coaching, yeah. right? Not knowing enough to call it what it was, where like somebody actually do see the scope. Yeah. But I'm just acting like the marketing person, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He acting like the CEO, taking care of his people, making sure everybody's straight, managing five different personalities. I'm like, let's sell some more, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> so now as I get to... Um, sit in the CEO spot, and now we building out a team, and I'm able to see scope, yeah, scale, right? Like it changes, and you get a whole different level of respect. So I'll D him and text him and be like, "Bro, well, I was tripping. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, I didn't know what I didn't know." You know what yeah, I'm but
0: I, I think that's a, a really good dynamic because you coming from corporate there's so many things that need to be done before something gets done, right? And in your mind, yo, we gotta like cross these T's, dot these I's, the self-made millionaire's like, yo, bro, let's go outside, let's go make it happen. You're like, whoa, so you have a certain wisdom, they have a certain wisdom, and I'd imagine there was kind of like some sort of-
1: And I'm adding red tape where it don't belong. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? For sure. There's some stuff now where like, we don't have to meet, we can just text and be like, all right, let's do it, right? (laughs) I've never seen anything like this. You gotta meet, you gotta get approval, you gotta clear the budget, you gotta write it up, you got you gotta like run it through the organization, right? And it might take six weeks to do something it'll take three days. Yeah, on the entrepreneurial front, you like sounds solid to me. Right. Like, <laughs> let's go with it, right? right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, dope. And
0: how long did y'all run that business?
1: So that business, um, this was twenty. We started in twenty fifteen it shot out like a rocket ship and then things just turned in 2017 when we lost one of our business partners. And so I say this to anybody. We talk to folks about a SWOT analysis, strengths and weaknesses. And you might even write down, like I used to read, there's some nerd stuff. I used to read the uh, annual report for Polo Ralph Lauren Mm -hmm. to understand the fashion industry, right? And inside of it, one of their risks or worries was, we don't know what would happen to the fate of the company if we were to lose Ralph Lauren, the guy, right? If he were to yeah. become incapacitated or die, we don't, we can't guarantee that these future projections are going to work if that's not here. Yeah. So you think about like, what will we do? We keep going until you sit down and you try to do social proofing. Ain't nobody sitting here, yeah? Right? Yeah. You go to a business meeting and you are missing a person, whole seat <laughs> empty, right? Right. <laughs> like, you go to the bank, the sign office and stuff, and you got to tell, oh, can we update the documents? This person is deceased. Mm. And then you like, I'm just going to, nah, you're not. Yeah. You're not just you going to muscle it for that. it. Yeah, you're not. You know what I'm saying? So that was probably the bigger part that sort of just set us down in our seat and trying to figure out what it was going to look like.
0: When I think about that post that you made, like, yo, I'm thinking about going back to corporate, this makes more sense to me now. Yeah. Because I met you as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And our our thought process when things get rough isn't let me go back and get a job. right? You know what I mean? But it makes more sense now yeah. because seven years of experience where you get to really do the same cool stuff without as much liability, make more money. Right. Now that story makes sense right. to me. And then we know.
1: Cause to do math real fast, right? Let's say a thirty thousand dollars month with a clothing brand,
0: that, bro. That's why with five people yeah. minus what it costs to make thirty grand,
1: right? I'm just excited because I I understand supply and demand. And I understand yeah. value, right? But for anybody listening, thirty thousand dollars like the old TLC clip. This is how you can sell ten million records and be broke. <laughs> thirty thousand dollars on a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. If we just say, be generous and say half of that goes to the cost of materials and marketing. Now you're down to 15. Mm -hmm. Right? We ain't talked about taxes. We ain't talked about nothing else. Right. And it's five of y'all. Yeah. So even if you could bust down to 15, that's $3,000. That need to be taxed. Right. At 30 to 40%. So you walk away with 1850, 2100, (laughs) and the opportunity to try to do this again next month. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But, but you
0: still get to say you run a six figure business so that's cool.
1: Yeah for sure. That. You get it you get it, you know what I mean? it, it helps for where you going. Right, sure. So I laugh because when I look back at my life it all fell in the right order but when you're going through it I was catching I was going through it, right? Yeah. But now I'm like I'm so grateful for the small scale corporate, then the big corporate, the first entrepreneurial project, then the agency. Now into edu- Now I can Yeah. What situation you find yourself in? Let's talk, right? Yeah yeah. yeah. Ain't got no money? Every time.
3: And if you love the Filet of Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da ba ba ba. Let's talk about it, right? Got a dream? Let's talk about it. Sure. Working your job, trying to figure out when to quit. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So I get to sit back from you know hindsight being twenty twenty at this point, yeah. And when we're advising or coaching or consulting, like we're bring all of that to the conversation. Yeah. yeah.
0: Walk me through that point where okay we're after been broke before and yeah. like it's almost like you're trying some stuff and then uh what's your man's name ish yeah yeah you'll bring ish around yeah like yo we about to go we about to do some stuff and shout I out think, my dog Ish. yeah man i with that guy man um so it just seemed like a a period of silence yeah Before you start making these really cool posts on social media. Give me this. What's going (laughs) on in this time frame?
1: Yeah, let's call it the, uh, again, the arc, right? So I went from, when we started being broke before, I was living in a fancy, like, condo downtown. But I'm I'm thinking, I done read up on these entrepreneurs. So let me, before stuff get rough, I done saved all this money. I blew the first 40. We ain't going to do that again. I'm going to move in with my homeboy. I'm just going to be a roommate that'll give me some runway. Yeah. So I'm gonna move in there and now I don't have to spend as much money, right? I'm still holding on to parts of the dream. I got my little muscle car, but I really yeah. should have a cash car, right? <laughs> that type of stuff. Um, So I go, from, I go from that and what you're talking about is what I call the move back home years, right? Yeah. Where like, how are you simultaneously able to help people with their business, but you're struggling to figure out yours?
3: Mm.
1: But keep in mind, I ain't, at this point, I wasn't trying to do what I'm now having to do. I didn't leave corporate to be a consultant. Yeah. I left corporate to grow a clothing brand. And now the clothing brand to, you know, things outside of our control is on a downward trajectory. I gotta still figure this out. Yeah. But I'm getting up on that point of like, burn the boats, right? Burn one boat, right? Yeah. Like, but so in that space of silence or in that space, I just call it finding my voice. Yeah. What do I want to talk about? How do I want to approach this? And then I started learning about what people call consulting. So my homeboy Ish was always an entrepreneur. Shout out to Ish. most talent, Single-handed, most talented person that I know really? as far as left brain, right brain balance. Mm. So Ish show up and he's like, yo, let's build a marketing agency. I'll do all the creative stuff. You do all the strategic stuff and manage the relationships. I'm like, bet. Mm-hmm. Now I know agencies because I've been working with them. Yeah. alright let's let's dive into this thing. Yeah. But it's still a it's a pivot that's birthed out of survival.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not birthed out of desire. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and for again, entrepreneurs sometimes it's going to be the business that you meant to grow. Other than it's going to be the one you were called or you were supposed to grow. Yeah. Right? So, uh I'm going through the process of humbling myself. I be, I was publicly successful my whole life. Yeah. Star quarterback as a kid, straight A student. Went to a fancy college, corporate. I'm taking pictures. I'm taking pictures at, a, uh, uh, at the passport photos mm-hmm. well before people had passports, right? <laughs> I'm in Jackson, Wyoming in 2011. Kanye go in 2017. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same city, right? So I people know me for being successful, and now I ain't got no money. Yeah. And I don't have no prestige, and I don't feel like uh, my voice is valid in this space. Because mm-hmm. if you're so smart, I want you to figure it out for yourself. Like, yeah. that's the negative chatter that I'm hearing. But I'm also like, wait a minute, I'm still that same person. I just got to figure out how to articulate it. Yeah. And so then you just, from a social media side, the reason why I tell people to test, you got to test the content, see what resonates, and pick the stuff that works. Yeah. And then make more of the stuff that works. Yeah don't overcomplicate this yeah. as I went through my years of, For of sure. overcomplicating it. For sure. And
0: the reason I'm talking about this is because yeah. there, I think your story is so relatable to a lot of people. Cause you could be uh entrepreneurship is a roller coaster ride. Yes. You lit. Yes. And then you're not lit, but you still yeah. got to kind of seem lit. You right. Because I mean? the people who knew you from being lit. Right. You don't want them to say you fall. You right. Go, oh. I remember. And I, and I, and I, I don't know, this maybe have been put in my head and because I love you. So, my D had this black, it was a Chevy
1: no, something. I had a black Mustang.
0: Black Mustang. Yeah. I, uh, sorry for disrespect. You are. it. It was a black Mustang. And then I remember, I think you got in a car accident. Yeah. And then he came around in his truck. Yeah. And I, I think we had an event. And again, I don't know if it was by design or it was just one of the parking spaces. You had
1: parts. Like, so far. <laughs> so far. You feel me? Listen, bro. Listen to me. I bought that car from my uncle for $1,800. <laughs> it got, because this, this, people be thinking, so you talked about it, right? When I, like, the, I was writing stuff that I then, some of it I hadn't lived yet, and some of it I had to live. So I wrote a quote that said, keep your self worth and your net worth in different places. That way as your money goes up and down it don't change the way you feel about mm.
3: yourself.
1: Right? Cuz I don't I'm now on this up and down thing, but you still need to be a high esteem yeah. even if your money low, even if your car change, yeah. right? But I get this car and it's like it's on its last leg when I get it, right? <laughs> <laughs> the driver window don't work, the um it gets 11 miles to the gallon. It only burns premium, and I live 60 miles from Atlanta. For sure. So then, the the, the word that came out of that is some of y'all got what it takes to succeed in entrepreneurship. You just got too much pride to drive a cash car. Mm. And then I'm God, like, all right, you want to be a prophet? You want to tell everybody what they should do? Sprinkle, sprinkle, cash car. Right? (laughs) Sputter, (laughs) sputter, sputter, and keep going. Yeah, bro,
0: I don't know why this story stuck in my mind. And I never said anything to you. No, you're good. And I couldn't even judge you because I think things were really rough for me at the moment. Yeah. I just didn't lose my car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you have struggles, right? It just so happened that visually it wasn't as noticeable for me. Yeah. But I remember, I'm like, bro me and my D going through something right now.
1: Listen, but here's the cool part though. That Mustang got crashed and I got a check because I was net positive uh-huh. on, on the equity. So that thing bought me <laughs> six months of entrepreneurship, right? I tell a funny story because we both know Crystal Lee. I was helping her buy her company from the person that first started it mm. in that same car, right? And she's like, meet me down, down at the radio station.
2: Yeah.
1: And I pull up and the parking is like $16 and I ain't got it. <clears throat> So I'm spinning the block trying to find somewhere to park on the street, but my window don't go down. So I'm starting to sweat. And I'm like, I can't walk into this meeting with her. Come on, my d and try to tell her how to buy a company. And I ain't got no money to pay for parking. Right. A parking spot opened up. I slapped that thing in park, jumped out, dust myself off. We go in the meeting, negotiate. She buy a company. I'm driving home. She don't know the story. I told it to her maybe a year ago on one of her calls, and she randomly cashed at me like $200. Mm. I'm crying driving down 75, headed back to Griffin. Wow. Because I also understand that, like, not to get too preachy, like God working through me, I had an unhealthy relationship with money. I was making so much of it, relatively speaking, so young. I didn't have, it was frivolous. Back when we just go and just $300 Mm. jeans, $500 jeans, let's do all that. Another round for everybody. And now it's like, let's see if you, who you say you are. Mm. All right. Can you still write in this space when you ain't even inspired? Can you still coach? Can you still show? Right. We can even go deeper than that. Sleepless nights.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Your coaching program. Yes, sir. Bro, there were some days where you would be double booked. It was the best thing ever happened in my life. <laughs> Cause you double booked and you're like, Hey, can you jump on this call at whatever I'll cash up you. I'm yeah. like, it's, we gonna eat today? Mm. I put together a whole presentation I would show up for class but I'm learning how to run a coaching community wow and you like here goes 75 dollars and I'm like bro we we up yeah you know what's crazy bro like so I think I
0: I booked you to speak at like one of the events and since that day you were always just so appreciative and I didn't it wasn't that much money. He was like, yeah. yo, he gave me my first opportunity to yeah. speak, or not yeah. opportunity, but my first paid gig or yeah, something yeah, like that. Sure. And yeah. even to this day, I couldn't understand why you're so grateful because it wasn't that much money. Yeah. It might have been a couple, few hundred
3: dollars. It was about four hundred dollars. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember yeah, about 400. it was about four hundred dollars. Wow. But it wasn't. Again, think about like so. Most people at our level now, they're excited to think about corporate partnerships. Mm-hmm. Man, call me. I know how to do all that mm-hmm. part of my link right. I can't wait for everybody to catch up to where I used to be. Yeah, but then I had to go walk the humble road to catch yeah. up to where y'all been through. Right? I, it wasn't a you thought you was gonna go from six figures over here to six figures over there without no trial, right? <laughs> right? Well, all right, right. So I just had to go through that process. When I'm telling folks, money might not be your issue. Some people got an issue with being on time, mm-hmm. and you're gonna lose a six figure contract because you're gonna show up to a meeting late. Hundred percent. And then you're gonna learn that everybody's not flexible with time, mm-hmm. right? Other people like uh money issue, time issue, quality of work. Some people yeah. not even gonna give you no second chance. You're gonna send over their first draft and they're gonna be like, you don't get it. Yeah. Hey, look, we're gonna still pay you, but don't worry about it. You good. We'll get somebody else to do versions two and three. Mm-hmm. So I always coach other entrepreneurs on. I don't know what you gotta conquer, yeah. but entrepreneurship gonna take you through it. One hundred percent, and stick with it long enough, and you'll come out on the other side, and you'll be grateful for it. Because now I don't even really remember the hardships. Like I mean, we laugh about them, <laughs> yeah. but like I ain't not ate in a long right. time. One hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? So let's
0: like moving forward to this. Uh, for the last few years, you've been just dominating, yeah, in the social media space. And as you were starting to do this, did you uh, did you understand? That you were gonna make money from this? Yeah. Cause it was just really, really cool posts. And then you did something which was crazy. You had these amazing posts with these like themes. And it's almost like if I'm scrolling, yeah, I didn't have to see your name, but I knew it was you. Yeah. And then you took all the stuff off. Yeah. A few times. And I'm like, yo, yeah, why is he doing this? Yeah. But it keeps working for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So in this like content creation space, did you know this was the the path or you're like, you're just being yourself?
1: Both. Right. I'm being true to the situations that I'm in. Right. So the stuff that I'm writing about, um, those types of things is being true. Right. So um, I've evolved in this thought process where we, 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 we would tell people like, get out of your emotions. Right. Nah, nah, nah. Visit them. Right, create from them, mm-hmm. but don't always post from them. So I say create emotionally, post strategically. Right now, I know when I want to, however, however I want to roll content out. Yeah. But um, in this space, ask me the question again.
0: Um, did you know when you were creating?
1: Yes. Yeah. So now I'm able to let time catch up. Yeah. All the stuff you learn from school, all the stuff you learn from corporate, and all the stuff you learn from trial. I also. Helping a lot of entrepreneurs behind the scenes, me and Ish pitching people. So I'm seeing what that process look like. I'm Understanding where revenue is at, how people making their money, business models. But it's scaled down to a million, yeah, versus a hundred million yeah. or a billion. So what does it look like to be a tenth of what you used to? Mm. How would you talk to a person with they last fifteen hundred versus talking to a person with fifteen million? Complete. What would the, the motivation is required is different. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh. I found my voice. Mm. I'm understanding this. I can take these bigger concepts and then just make it digestible in a carousel or make it digestible in a video. And then you start to see it work Mm. and I'm tracking everything. I got everything. I have a spreadsheet. I've tracked every follower that I've gained since 2017 to now. Wow. So when I start gaining three followers per day, we own to something the next year, 17 followers per day. The next year, 193 followers per day. What did I say? And when did I say it? And how many people reposted it? And why? And what did I say? And when did I say it? Remix it. Flip it. Ideate. Switch it out. Move this. Change the hook. Add the call to action here. Move this to the middle. Change the arc of the story to read this way. Put the ending before the beginning. Put it, right now I'm, just, now, I'm in my marketing bag yeah. to the point where I, I mean this with all uh, humility. If I want to, I can't miss I fully I'm fully <laughs> locked in anybody's brand, any voice, any tone. Let's go. Mm. I understand the words that resonate with humans. It's just what product are we swapping out? Yeah. So the cool part is I get to just be me. And we get to talk about the evolution and the authentic and all those other parts of it. So, now, I didn't know okay. what version of the business model would pop. Yeah. Right? So the marketing agency was dope. But we hit a problem that most agencies hit, which is, do you go and sign a new uh, client and realize I don't have enough people to do the work? Or do you go try to hire some folks and realize we don't got enough income to pay them? But you know that you can't keep getting clients and doing all the work yourself. But we didn't handle it the right way then because we didn't know. Now I know or I got a perspective on how I would handle a similar situation. We didn't know how to gradually increase our prices over time without offending your first client. We didn't know these things, so now I'm able to teach and coach and try them out. And then all of that led to, I had a friend, shout out my homeboy, Jason. You know Sose, right? So so Jason say, Marty, I know all that million stuff, like it sounds cool, but like, you don't make a hundred thousand dollars, right? I'm like, yeah, 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 close, Mm -hmm. been broke for the agency, yeah, yeah. Why don't you teach people that? Mm -hmm. I was like, bro, it been in my face. I'm so thinking about 10 million, hundred million, ten million, forty million, that like I don't fully understand that eighty-two thousand dollars, four hundred and twelve thousand dollars, six hundred and nine thousand dollars will change a person's life if it comes at the right time.
0: For sure.
1: And I know exactly what to do to help them get to that level. Mm-hmm. Right. And then out of that was birthed the coaching, the consulting, the books, the classes. But I'm still a a student at hand. I had thirty two thousand followers before I ever taught a class on how to grow followers. Mm-hmm. I've been built, been broke before. Up to over ten thousand. The agency page had however many ten thousand? And now I'm like, okay, I've studied marketing. I went into corporate, and I've been doing this on my own. I'll now teach you what I've learned. Yeah. Versus back to your to go full circle. Some people jump out here, they go viral, and now they are a content coach. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't doing right by people, bro. Facts. Yeah. That's a
0: fact. That's a fact. Yeah. And so, give me a little bit of your sauce yeah. you know, on how I can grow. Let's say, how can I? How can I grow my business page? Let's yeah. say, okay, personal coaching. For sure. Real selfish. We are now, we haven't put any attention on the morning meetup page. Okay. But we're running ads from the morning meetup page at a very small scale, just okay. like so the bot starts to learn. But we need to grow it to 10,000. Okay. But I need that morning meetup page to pop.
1: All right. What do I do? How many you at now? Let's see.
0: I don't. I I literally just turned it back on. I like it. I ain't do nothing with it. Let's see. We are at. Let's see. The morning Meetup. If you're listening to this, y'all, go to the morning meetup. I like it. Let's
1: do some real live, real, a real strategy in real time. The morning meetup. Here you go. Yeah. I got four thousand six hundred
0: ninety-one.
1: All right. That'll be the invoice amount. Cool. Oh, <laughs> dang.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, all
1: right. So we basically we need to double out our. This first level, we need to get this to ten thousand, or we need to get members to ten thousand.
0: We need to get members to ten thousand.
1: Right, and then, roughly, how many members we got? I know it made and flow people coming. Yeah,
0: uh, seven hundred. Okay, cool. Like so that. we need
1: ten x, a little bit more, thirteen yeah. x, and and we need to grow yes. this, right? So, couple, couple, couple of things I would be thinking about. And I'm gonna take notes. Cause please cause, do.
0: Yeah, this
1: is normally you costs. have to understand the core aspect of why people are there. So I would take three different groups of folks and interview them. I would have somebody on my team pull the data and say, who are our longest standing members? Mm -hmm. I'd interview them separately. Who are our newest members? And give me some people in the middle, right? Okay. Especially if you can find folks that left and came back that's Mm -hmm. rich. Because I want to understand. I don't want to guess at why I think you're here. I want to understand why you're really here. Because these are the messages that's going to resonate through the content. It's going to pierce through and get to the human level of it. Now, I got some hunches. I think most people are here because community first. Yep. Entrepreneurship is lonely and you want to be part of something. Yes. Everybody don't live in Atlanta, even though we think they do. So yes. this online community part works, right? We're also here because I'm getting access to, for all intents and purposes, our charismatic leader mm-hmm. who went through this stuff, who, right? So now some of this David wisdom, some of the stuff that you've learned, in addition to just teaching it and sharing it, you got to get back on your content horse, and ride, right? You also got to give the whole team a goal. Y'all, we going 10,000 by this date, right? So that everybody understands where we're going, what the big vision is. And then I would come up with maybe like three marching orders on how we're going to get there. We're Mm going to do A, we're going to do B, we're going to do C. I'd start or end every call with an update on how we're progressing against this. Mm. I put an incentive on all of the members let's just say up to the first 1,000, y'all going to be the founding 1,000. Y'all going to be the core 1,000 that's going to get us to 10. And I'm going to celebrate you guys differently than I'm going to celebrate everybody else. Because you're here for a community. You're here yep. for something bigger than just learning how to develop a funnel, right? So I want to acknowledge that and make it a thing. Gotcha. And right? real
0: quick, uh-huh. so I'm getting these uh, these three groups of people, the longest standing members, the newest members, and just some in the middle, right? Yep. And i um, I guess the longest standing members, I'm asking them, well, why are you, why have you been here? So why long?
1: did you join? Why are you still here? Newest members. Why I'm did saying, you join? No, so, so no, the old people. Why did you join? Because right. you might find out that they joined for, how long has it been running? 2017. Yeah. So we five, six yeah. years in, am I true to why you joined? Yeah. Right. Do I want to mm. be? Have I evolved? But why did you join then and why are you still here? Gotcha. you. Right? Okay. And then with them, it's like if you if you could give us one message that would tell the next ten thousand people why they should join, what would it be? So let them mm, tell you. That's hard, right?
0: First off, this little coaching session right here is going to make you hundreds of thousands. It's sure, all good because they about to buy. <laughs> I, I'm,
1: I'm telling you, all good because people need this, yeah. right?
0: Without and I put a lot of people in the hot seat. Yeah. I'm just so glad you're not putting me in the hot seat. No, you're okay? good. Just, you you know, good. just code, regular coach.
1: Let code. me know if I need to spin up an affiliate code. and A
0: hundred percent.
1: I was going to have that conversation off camera.
0: but no, yeah, We can do sure. it. We can do hey, it. Hey, listen, all my D's coaching will be some links in here. Okay. So y'all can get this. <laughs> all right, cool. So yep. that's good. Am I true to why you
2: joined? Yeah.
1: Um, so why did you first join? Mm-hmm. Why have you stayed? Yeah. And then if you were going to give one message to a person that needed to join, what would you say?
0: Got it, got it, got all it. Right. And what am I saying to the, the newbies?
1: So to the newbies, you're still asking them why they joined? Because you want to see, did they join for a different reason from the people who were first here? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I would say, I would give them the hardest question. From your immediate one week, two week, one month with us, what things would you change or improve? Because mm. they walking in, right? The new people are, they don't know what they don't know. So they got all types of questions. Yeah. What thing would you improve instantly? Right, all of this I'm gonna use to to like shape shape my messaging. But I know from being um, one of the people that spoke in the morning meetup, but it feel like like when I spoke, the community real. Yeah, the chat going, the questions going, somebody else is moderating. I'm like, oh yeah, that's big dog. What's up? (laughs) Talk to me, nice. You know what I'm saying? I'm leaving here with something. Um, (laughs) But I want to get the words from them because I want to allow them to be part of what we building. Yeah. Okay. That's good. You know what I'm saying? And in that first 1,000, you're at 700. So let's get them. Let's rapidly get from 700 to a yeah. thousand, and let's tie a bow around that. I don't want this thousand to leave. So hey, y'all. Now, when we get to 10,000, how would y'all like to be rewarded?
3: Because
1: mm. we always say, "Well, I'll give you some cash. I will buy you a trip." That might not. That might not be what they want. How y'all want to be celebrated when we hit 10,000? And then they gonna become your sort of fanatics your your folks as really really champion this dream that's gonna help you get to the other nine. I Cause
3: like
1: here's it. what I'm hearing. You got four some thousand, but you got a thousand engaged followers. Mm-hmm. We should be averaging a thousand shares a post. Mmm. So
0: I have to one, I gotta get back on my content. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I've been
1: You can't just be Rolex over. Dave, baby. You gotta, you know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta, oh you gotta get it. right <laughs> Yes. Okay. Because you you trying to 10X something. Yeah. So and you y'all doing this together. You are just the front person. But now they vested in it. They know where why, where we're going and then what we get when we get there. And then they get to see that hunger of you again to come back and be like, some stuff we going, you know, we were we were talking about camera and right. We're talking about camera. Some stuff you can cut down, some stuff you gotta make. Yeah. Some short form content gotta be, you gotta write it out. Yeah. And make it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but get back in that particular bag, because here's how you went on social now. We are over the era of um, the person that's just trying. We are in the era of the expert. Mm-hmm. We've all seen we all got enough motivational quotes. We all yeah. got enough here's what I would do with a thousand. We all got enough beginner level stuff. Yeah. You've, been, you've built out communities of hundreds of thousands of people. Teach us though your ways, right? Like champion, really go deep into the yeah. business stuff that you've learned. You've changed from when you started. You a husband and a dad, like mm, back into the content, yeah. right? Cause now we riding with a thousand people in the battle cause we trying to rapidly get to 10,000. Yeah. And not just for vanity sake. So I put milestones in there. A thousand, we do some celebration. 2,500, we do some celebration. 5,000, we do some celebration. 10,000, big celebration where I recognize the first thousand people. Gotcha. Okay. This is good. Um, and we ain't even got to the content yet.
0: Yeah. You, you create all that content. You create you yeah. create. When I see anybody that does a carousel, yeah. I instantly get angry. <laughs> I get angry, bro. It's like, dang, it's I a, wanna do that. Yeah. But to sit down and do that, it's okay. It takes focus. You don't have and to incredible creativity. And I guess if I sat down, I, I I think I'm creative enough to make it.
1: Yeah. But I don't think it's a good use of your time to make it. Yes. But it is a good use of your time to drive the vision forward and tell the story yes. and let somebody else put it in Canva or let somebody else right. But the key to a carousel is one cohesive thought that every page should leave them almost being forced to swipe to get to the next level of the information. Mm. So everything has a cliffhanger, right? So it's, uh, let's say if you're telling the story of, um, leaving cheesecake factory, even though you've told this story a few, a few different times, right? How you decide to tell it in slide form, you might start with like, um, here's an example of, of giving somebody a big payoff, right? So you may say, uh, like how much money you got now?
0: Right now? Yeah. 16, seventeen
1: hundred All right, cool. 16, in your in your front pocket, right? <laughs> but now I'm teasing. You may start with um the, the the journey of building a multi-million dollar business starts with a decision. Yeah. Right? Well, what's the decision, swipe? And now you start the story, right? When I was working at Cheesecake Factory, I could never even fathom, fathom what? Swipe. That I was gonna have to bet on myself and da-da-da-da. In between here, you can add pictures, you can add audio clips, you can add video clips, whatever really stays true to the story. But the key is like, I got to keep you swiping
3: Mm. and
1: give you this whole story. You know what I mean? Whereas most people just be like, and video, blah. Right? Like, nah, you got to like lead me on this thing. And then the best is when you get to the end and that still just start a new story. Now they like, bro. And I say, come in for part two. Mm. I train my community That we are gonna engage With each other And train I don't mean that In a a derogatory way But like Nah 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 If I'm gonna sit down For two hours And tell this story That's gonna benefit The collective Y'all better act like It's benefiting the collective Now if it ain't good (laughs) Let me know And I can scrap it My ego ain't that big Mm. But if it's good If I see these saves Then I better see Some comments to match If I see Uh, these saves I better see some shares
0: Does it take you Two hours to put those together
1: The good ones Oh, they worth it though. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's, I clearly. Yeah. <laughs> clearly. Goodness yeah. gracious. Yeah, yeah. look, I, the one with juvenile. Did you see that? I basically uh, say, here's what I would have did with juveniles' marketing plan after the tiny desk. Let I I saw it. I
0: didn't go through it. Hold on. Hold good. on. Let's 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 go look at it. Let's go see what's going on. <laughs> so right there.
1: I'll I'll try to uh, filibuster as you get there. Actually,
0: yeah. Actually, maybe walk us through. Yeah. Each slide.
1: Yeah. So if you don't
0: mind. You found it? Yeah. No, I, I mean I don't. There's a lot of stuff on your page. Oh, you
1: oh I, right. I thought you was.
0: Like, there. You know where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it's a little. It is a little ways back, but like I'll give you the synopsis of it. Okay. So, um, shout but out. Walk to Walk me
0: through the slides, because yeah. I mean, the, actually, the thought process on these slides uh, is what I want to understand, like mm-hmm. how you're doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I want to find it because it's gonna make it worthwhile. Yeah, 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 I just yeah, missed yeah, the yeah. Jada Pickawan.
0: And Ooh. how many times a day are you posting?
1: Uh, I still I still average about three times per day. Three a day, and my my thought process there is sort of the simplified version of it is, um, you got three core areas I found it, of where a person might be in okay. your funnel. Yep. Right. So top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. Mm-hmm. Why not have a piece of content that matches up with each? Because mm-hmm. when you get to our level where you got hundreds of thousands of people nobody's all ready to buy at the same time. Yeah. So don't shortchange the folks who just found you by selling, selling, selling. Yeah. Still introduce, who are you? How you got here? Right? And then mm-hmm. the people that already know that story, they like, oh man, I remember. It was mm-hmm. the one by Cumberland Mall, right? So they still reengage. But like, try to hit those different groups. Now when you're just starting, you may need to put more top of funnel content out because you're trying to grow followers more than you're trying to make sales. Yeah. I would say one of the biggest things I see entrepreneurs fall short is they try to monetize too soon Mm. without having a predictable revenue system. So it's not that you can't make money with a small group of following, but you're probably going to need ads or something to get you in front of a large group of people. Gotcha. Versus my thought process was, I'm going to create free content up to 10,000, and I'm going to sell to 10,001. And Mm. the the 10,001 person would never know I wasn't selling the whole time.
0: Yeah.
1: I like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Actually, pull it up on your phone too, because I want to see it while you're going through it. So this is a work it. along. So listen, y'all, go to uh, Mahdi Water. Let me put this in here. <laughs> i um, I'm sure it popped up a bunch on this episode. Let's go to the page. This is from July 2nd. Yep. And the the cover screen it's Juvenile, and it says, I just sit around and think of crazy marketing campaigns. Here's what I would have did for Juvenile's Tiny Desk Performance. Right. Okay,
1: go for it. And so let's start it. I got to give my caveat. And I meant that when I created this post with love, I hope it was received with love. I wasn't taking a stab at him or his team. Yeah, I got in touch with his team, and it was well received. So yeah. I'll, I'll bring that to, the, to yeah. a close. So I want to start there. Because the internet messy. That wasn't yeah. my goal. So let's start with with page one. This is coming off, we're like maybe a week after Juvenile performing, yeah. and it goes pretty well as far as the reception of it being on Tiny Desk. Yeah. The longer story was somebody said, Juve, you should do a Tiny Desk. He's like, I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. And they right. went from not knowing to doing Tiny Desk in a few months, yeah. and now I'm doing a little bit of Monday morning Quarterback and say here's what I would do to capitalize on this whole thing, yeah. right? So I said I would have pre-sold soldier acts. He's wearing one and slide one. That's his, that's his camouflage bandana. Mm-hmm. Each one would have came with an exclusive login code to watch the Tiny Desk performance live, mm. right? As filming was happening, the cameras would have been able to switch between the artist and the live crowd and the virtual crowd. So when you're looking at Tiny Desk, they look at the audience of who's there at the office. They look at Juvia and Manny Fresh. And then what if we could toggle to a third screen yeah. and see a whole sea of people where they sold your ass, right? Yeah. Cool. Now, but, uh, you,
0: but you're saying from a marketing perspective, you know you're going you're going on Tiny Desk a right. month in advance. Correct. You're saying, "Hey, producers, yes, I got another feed. I need you to go." Correct. And then in this whole time, I'm selling the rags. Correct. And I'm promoting that I'm going to be on this day.
1: Correct. Got it. Now, right. I don't know enough information to know if this is feasible. The producers might say we ain't doing none of that, but that's that's not how we're approaching it. We're approaching yeah. it as if we got the ability to do the stuff, right? For sure. So from there, I said that's not. The, so here's how I talk about the cliffhangers, right? So here on slide one, here's what I would have did with Juvenile's Tiny Desk performance. The dot, dot, dot lets you know I'm going to tell this story. Yeah. Now I tell you the soldier acts. You might thought that was cool. But I say, but that ain't the genius part. Because you got to
0: find out the genius What's part. What's the genius part?
1: Yeah. This would have helped Juvenile's team understand the top 20 cities where he had the most fans.
0: Right. So we're on slide three now. Yep. And is, pre- is the amount of, is this because you, you're Giving a lot of information, so you have to put a lot in each slide, or
1: is a lot in each slide strategic? Nah, do whatever required okay. for the story. Got it. So okay. some stuff need to be short, some stuff need to be long. Got it, yep. okay. So, but what I want is the data. So I want to know where Juvenile's top fans are. Keep mm. in mind, he, our era, like, he blew up for the 9-9 in the 2000, yeah. but we all 35 to 50 now. Like, where are we at? Where are we dispersed to? Yeah. Let's pre-sell these soldier ads just as a proxy to figure out y'all in Memphis, South Florida, Houston, whatever, right? Mm. I would have then organized a series of smaller room tours for each of those cities based on the data of what the Soldier Rags yeah. actually sold at, right? I hit the major radio stations and podcasts in each city to increase demand. I'm coming to Atlanta. I'm going to Social Proof. Absolutely, I'm going to be here, right? Yeah. The original purchasers of the Soldier Rags will get priority pricing and tickets on the VIP experience. I'm purposely keeping the demand small, because I want to sell out each one of these small cities. Yeah. Not that he's not, somebody was like, he could sell out a, like, that ain't the point of this. We're playing off of the tiny desk experience. Yeah. He can still go to State Farm, but we can also do this at a 6,000 uh, seat venue or a yeah. 1,000 seat venue, depending on what we're going for. Right, right. Now, at each stop, I would have had Next his- Next slide, yep. page
0: four. I'm sorry, right. page
1: four. At each stop, so we're going to his top 20 cities, I would have had exclusive merch, signed vinyls, and other memorabilia that loyal fans could purchase. But I purposely keep it limited, right? Yeah. So you go here, we got 100 of these shirts only for the Atlanta stop. We got 200 only for New Orleans, right? I want to create this FOMO yeah. so that a person says, I ain't going to miss this thing again, yeah. right? Slide five. Now follow me. Each of the 20 cities would have basically had their custom juvenile perform- performance and custom merch pack. So the Atlanta experience is different from Houston, Is different from Dallas, and we would also built your email list of thousands of people who were not able to purchase, but we still got their data now because they went to the site, they entered their website, and we sold out. They went to the site, they entered the website, we got eight shirts left, but we get in the data, right? Yeah. Um, so those people who who couldn't purchase because everything would have been sold out, but I still get their data. Then go to slide five. I mean slide six. Get a little lengthy, right? Mm-hmm. But because he actually cares about his fans, he can then follow up with an exclusive online only to recapture some of that demand. So let's say I had a blue shirt in Atlanta. Atlanta sold out. I can still come back with a general red shirt and put Mm -hmm. that online. You just don't get the blue one. You know what I mean? Especially once I know how much demand it is. Let's say if 10,000 people signed up, how many shirts would you print?
0: I mean, at least 10,000. You feel me? Right. Okay.
1: Okay. And right after the thousands of people were happy with their customized experiences, I would, I would uh, tour those cities again. So now I go from small scale, build a FOMO, build the demand, understand where they are. Now I'll come back and recapture all that revenue that I lost the first go round. Mm-hmm. Right. And I slowly increase the capacity at each stop. Um, as I go from city to city based on registration data, now we're not guessing at what venue. Because nobody want to come out in this half-sold. Yeah, I know I got more fans in Houston than Atlanta, so we're going to do a bigger venue in Houston than Atlanta.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm using the
1: science, right? And this is the, all, this whole process is
0: uh, data gathering yes. so that you're making informed decisions as to what to do. That's so good.
1: Right? That's Slide good. seven. Now we start to add in the multiplier effect. Because he has a partnership with a beverage company, I would have had them sponsor it, Right? I get the merch sponsored by a clothing, somebody with a print shop. or in- yeah. You're juvenile. you juvenile. Yeah. You're one of the pound for pound top rap artists of our era. sure. Right? Let's leverage this stuff. But I would have had a documentary team traveling with him from city to city capturing the events and v- interviewing his life in between each stop. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Slide eight. I record each song from the live performances and release an exclusive live album for his most loyal fans.
0: Goodness gracious, my dear.
1: I got to tell you how the results was. This is incredible. So, yep. And after hitting every major city and collecting data on all the top fans, I'd invite them all to New Orleans for a block party where he'd do the 25th anniversary celebration of 400 Degrees, which was his top album. Block party. It dropped increase. in 98. So now I done went to 20 cities, built some buzz, spent the block, came twice, and now at the end of 2023, I'm inviting everybody to my hometown. We finna have an old school we in New Orleans. Shut
0: the city down. We finna
1: shut the city down. Right? This is fire. Slide nine. And to add Ice on the Cake, I would have taken a play out of Beyonce's playbook and licensed this entire thing in Netflix for worldwide distribution. I got the mm. documentary as he go from show to show. I got the recording of the live album. And now I got this block party that you can't, you know, you know that thing when DMX was on stage. Yeah. I got that in my hometown as the licensed sort of juvenile experience to a Netflix, to an Amazon, to a Hulu or whoever else. And now this would ensure that all the fans around the world could get that feel of the, of the OG who took over for the 9-9 nine nine in the two thousand, I love it. Right? And I say, our pioneers deserve to receive their flowers while they can still smell them. Shout out to Kanye for that. Shout out to Juve, Manny Fresh, and the entire team for giving us a tiny desk to remember. All right. Incredible. Yep.
0: I see the original uh, post of, you know, after watching the performance, and you actually tagged them. Yep. And then you have an update that says... I was able to connect with his team and we had a very pleasant introductory conversation. Thanks for all who made that happen. Now let's all watch and rewatch the performance and push up, push those streams up. Okay. So, their team reach out to you. Yeah. And what happens?
1: So everybody's tagging, right? Yeah. Even though I'm like, it's all love. It's all good. They tagging him. Some people know his manager. They tagging them. They like, y'all need to see this. Y'all need to do this. And I'm just saying like, I just do this for fun. Yeah. But if, if, if anything here is usable or of value by all means, please use it. Yeah. Right. So someone DMs me that I know. And they're like, hey, I know his management team. Are you okay if I connect you? Sure. I connected with her and I said, listen, the first thing I want to be very clear is I'm not taking a shot at y'all. Yeah. I just do marketing and I love this and I'm a fan. Yeah. So if anything, and she's like, oh, it's all good. It's well received. It didn't seem, it didn't seem yeah. like a
0: shot. But you know how the internet is. Yeah, Folks can't
1: different. wait. And I'm glad I got a community that's positive. But just yeah. in case it spill over into the trolls of the world, yeah. I want to on, be on record as saying I'm not doing that. Sure. So um, we had a quick conversation. I said, if you see anything of value here, take it. She asked me if I wanted to like jump on a bigger call with a team. I'm like, if it's warranted, but I'm just kind of I got stuff to do. Yeah. But like, here you go. Right? right. Not trying to be uh none of that, but I'm just gotta get back to running my business. Yeah. But it did amazing. Now that post you're talking about, that's a strategic strategy of mine. So I referenced the post that came before it mm-hmm. in case the other hundred thousand folks that follow me never saw it. Yeah. Now they go back and we relive this whole experience all over again, and I can get more stretch out of a good piece of content by just letting mm. you know, like you might've missed what happened last night. For sure.
0: Yeah. And what are you doing with all of these followers? Like how yeah. to, cause there are people that are really good at content creation and yeah. they can get the engagement can yeah. get the likes, the shares, all that kind of stuff. But how does this, uh, how does this turn into money?
1: Yeah. So I'll give you the current and I'll give you a little bit of where we going. Okay. okay. Not too much though. Cause the feds listen. <laughs> what money? Shout out to Luan. Um, the first way it turned into money was we originally started a company called hundred K campaign and we were going to do a year long program, teaching, coaching, walking entrepreneurs through how do you go through the thought process of, of building it. Right. I don't know nothing about coaching at this point. So what I'm clear on is that this origin, the origin of this is not designed to show you, you're going to make a hundred thousand dollars in eight weeks or 12 weeks. If you are serious about learning the fundamentals of business, like let's go on this journey and whatever we build in the process, we'll be sharing in real time what we're learning about business too. So the first part started off strong, except for I made one fatal flaw. When I opened it up and said, help you get to this first six figures. I didn't know that everybody didn't know how far they were from it Mm. mentally, psychologically, physically. So there were people who signed up and they were like, I got an idea. Somebody else is like, I plateaued at 80,000. Well, I did at 80,000. Y'all are in completely different places, different. right? You've already burned the boats, and you over here like, I ain't finna do this no time soon. Yeah. I just want to see what's going on around <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> but I took a, a group of people. It was about 100 or so folks that first year just in that private community. Mm-hmm. But I quickly was like, I don't want to keep growing this and, and throwing um, sort of good after bad. Like, let me coach y'all because I promise y'all I'll do that. Yeah but let me find a different way to teach. And so out of that came what I call classes. People still call courses. Forgive me. The difference for me is the class should be able to be consumed in one sitting. Yeah. A course is a lot of classes, yeah. call them modules, but gotcha. like a lot of lessons. Um, so the first like major revenue stream came from that and it exploded. And I was like, Oh, there's demand outside of it. everybody. Don't want to be in a 12 week program. Yeah. Some people want to learn reels, yeah. learn carousels, learn whatever and sort of get it going. Got it. So that was the starting point. Now we're coming full circle to where we began. The bigger part and where I'm going now with the team, I look at what's broken in information, coaching, whatever else. One, nobody wants to put a fork in the road and say, this is my promise. Mm-hmm. Two, you don't know how to vet who's good, who should you be listening to, yeah. who should you be purchasing from. So I'm saying let's build a platform that addresses those things head on. Mm-hmm. And let's think of ourselves like Netflix, yeah. right? So we'll have original stuff that we put out and then we'll have powered by Netflix. Gotcha. So David Shans teaches you how to build a hundred thousand dollar podcast like that. powered by the hundred K campaign. Yeah. And we sit with you and develop the curriculum and the rigor. I know you personally, but if we didn't, we vet you and make sure you do what you say you can do. Yeah. And now, you know, like you might say, I'm too busy to be pushing a course. But we'll license it. We'll run the marketing campaign. We'll do everything. You get a calendar. Go live with Marty here. Show up this. Turn in that. And how would you like to be paid? Quarterly? Annually? Whatever. So we're getting ready to build out that platform and specifically keep it tailored to like, how do I get to six and multi-six figures? Learning from uh, different subjects and different experts. So I'm going to need you to teach on it, bro. Yeah, let me- You can teach um, podcasts. You can teach merch. You can teach whatever you want to do. I think it's your team already. Uh, we've got Let me get some equity.
0: <laughs> Let me be some- older. Let me help out.
1: <laughs> so if you get that computer. We computer. can talk about it. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, nah, no, nah, this, this this is incredible, bro. Yeah. Like you're you have a very, very unique brain, brother. Yeah. And it's not I think part of it is gifted, but um, I really like the fact that you have a story. Of where all this comes from, all mm-hmm. of the experiences. Now, I think a lot of people don't want to go through the experiences, mm-hmm. but it's so necessary to be able to deliver, even the way that you deliver. Yo, let me ask you this question: Do you have? Exactly. A, and I was actually gonna, I was actually gonna ask you, answer you all, ask you offline, but okay. I'll just do it now. Do you have a model where you can either do it for me? Yep. Like build a page for me, or. If I have a team, you can kind of just tell them what to do and they do the thing. yeah.
1: it's in development, right? So layer one of this sort of, let's just call it, multi-phase approach. Layer one is we're going to get all the meat off the bone with the core team. What is the stuff that we need to develop, teach, and let it run that marketing? Layer two is what's the done with you stuff. Yeah, And then layer three is what's the done for you. Because there's some people that's just like, look, either – we just wanna essentially buy your business model or we want you to come and run it through our company. Yeah. So I would say at the at the earliest, like realistically, we probably do some beta people, but like twelve months from now, yeah, we'll be able to to pick clients at every price point. Got it. Relative to whatever results you want.
0: So like and I think this is this could be a huge thing for you if you, you know, if you have the desire to build out the team or yeah. you know there's gonna be a direction. But like for instance, I have a podcast summit coming up, right yep. in July. I should have a campaign going on that page. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It Mm -hmm. needs to be the right content, right messaging, Mm -hmm. so that we can drive people to say, this is where you need to be.
2: Yep.
0: And I mean, if you figure out how to do that, and it seems like you're figuring it out now, even event to event. It's like a very specialized thing. Yep. So we, we got to find the ad person, right? We got to find the web person, right? Yep. But also the social media strategist for yep. a specific event. That would be something that I'd be interested in. You yeah,
1: we're going to have all that. We got the ad person, the social media straight oh. that's, ca- that's, ca- that's what's coming, right? Yeah, yeah. let's cut these cameras off. So L-
0: camera let's talk equity.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like man. it, I like it. <laughs>
0: My D, man. Did we cover? There's no way to cover everything, but um, we've been here two hours. This is I
1: appreciate this it. is my longest interview ever. That's love, bro. I uh, my, my my hope is still the same. Yeah. I hope that on a personal level, it was valuable for yeah. you. And on a listening level, that like you're asking a lot of a person for two years of their life. I mean, two hours of their life. Yeah. If it ain't, I can spin the block, right? Like we can create some additional things. If it's a workshop, if it's a standalone, mm-hmm. if we need to go deeper, like I'm, I'm here. We got media capabilities too. It ain't this, it ain't this fancy for everybody not in the room. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? But we can, we can spin up some more content, but no, oh, yeah. I appreciate it, bro. Man, Thank no, you for bro. being able to uh, let me tell the longer story. Cause That's, I think people see you on social and they pick whatever part of you, they met you at. Yeah. So folks think you've been like this yeah. and they don't see that whole arc.
0: Bro, after this, just, I'm telling you, you have a hundred podcasts reaching out, man, a dope. whole hundred. That's love. Just be selective, so people keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> I but,
1: will. I will always the same way they do. It, I will always grant you an interview, whatever you want, at whatever level I'm ever at. Man, and if I ever man. got news to break, I'll break it here.
0: Oh, that's love, man. I appreciate you, my man. Brother. Appreciate Yo, listen, you, bro. Man. This is a a real, real dude here, man. Uh, we've we've had a relationship for years now. Yeah. And uh, we 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 never like lost touch. I don't I don't think anything ever got weird. It's just um, you've been a genuine person, and hopefully, likewise, um, I can always uh, be a genuine person and sure. of you as well. So please let everybody know how to connect with you, and also just close this out with a word of wisdom. Oh, last last thing, what's up? Because I'm sure I asked you that Maybe I asked you this. Maybe, and I gotta go look at the first interview. But I was asking this question, where yeah. do you see yourself in the next five years? Because yeah. five years ago, I wanted to be able to watch it five oh, years later. That's dope. And say, yo, this person accomplished it or they pivoted
1: or that's whatever. That's dope.
0: What do you see yourself accomplishing five years from today? Ooh.
1: So I did the interview three years ago. I was at a was hundred three. Yeah, it was three years. It was 2020 around okay. Thanksgiving. I was at 100,000. We it was about 100,000. Now I'm mm-hmm. about 250. So we, we're still growing. Mm-hmm. But um, five years from now, this company that we're talking about, I expect it to be the number one online education company for entrepreneurs. Mm. I expect you to be able to come here, type in your current situation, and we create a customized learning path of real people that's vetted to take you through this, right? That's where I expect the business to be. I definitely expect to have probably started, bought and sold a company. Like We're looking at the entire suite of things. Mm Because um, it's way bigger than classes and courses and that type of stuff. And then on the personal front, man, um, we I expect to be institutionalizing. What I mean by that is can we create a system that recreates this? So whether it be a high school scholarship program mm-hmm. or a college in the corporate or a corporate in the entrepreneurship, it better be bigger than me. Yeah. And it better not just be me out front with some pom-poms saying you can do it. Now you need to be able to go through something. Get funding and get your idea off the ground. My last thing connected to that is I I went before a lot of people, in those struggle periods, and I asked for money, in exchange for equity, and most people, all people said no. Let's Mm. let's let's tell it what it is. People pass out. You ask
0: people for money for like for what? Trying to start. No no.
1: Trying to start hundred k and all these other businesses I'm doing. Really? Yeah. Why you ain't ask me? Pride. I asked family friends. I asked people that didn't necessarily know me on the entrepreneurial circuit. But I specifically asked somebody, This, you know, we talk about this, bro. I want, I needed $10,000, mm-hmm. and I was going to get them 20%. They'd be a millionaire off of that equity. You feel me? I want to be the person Dang. that doesn't stand in the way of that entrepreneur who needs $10,000. I'm I'm totally fine if a portion of my business don't take no equity from nobody. Just mm-hmm. pay it back when you get it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Do the due diligence. Go through whatever the training program is. Qualify for the money, and move forward. And not let me be a gatekeeper or the red tape to stop you from your dream, or feel like you got to give up thirty percent of your company for pennies on a dollar. Mm. Now, other stuff we can play equity deals in, but a portion of my money better be set aside. For other people like us that need that ten thousand, yeah. that need a camera, that need a recording space to just work, create, and we don't want nothing other than to see you do well.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, beautiful man. Listen, man, let everybody know how to connect with you. Um, I'm sure we we'll have some 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 uh, some links yeah. below. Um, but yeah, let everybody know how to connect with you, how they can support you. Yeah, and i uh, also close this out with a word of wisdom.
1: Man, I appreciate it. So Ma-D-Wooder, Mahdi Wooder, M A H D I. W O O D A R D on all platforms. I'm most active on Instagram as well as 100K Campaign. So, numbers 100K Campaign. If you want to see what a brand relaunch looks like, follow 100K Campaign over the next 12 months and see what we're about to pull off. Um, the team is in place. The strategy makes sense. It's just time to execute. Yeah. Um, last piece, if I had to leave any word, I would just say. Um, Consistency trumps creativity every day of the week. A lot of us get lost. Our ideas are so vivid that since we can't bring it to life the entire way we see it, we don't do any of it. Hmm. Right? We can't do the photo shoot with the smoke, so we don't do the photo shoot at all. Yeah. But just consistency, some level of forward progress every day will trump these moonshots of just one post go viral. Yeah. How about just a hundred posts, just bring in 10 followers? you're going to get a bigger impact than that one thing that goes viral. Right. Um, and I think that's all areas of life. Just keep the sort of, in, in football, we call it the blocking and tackling. And, you know, that's how you do it, man. Other than that, like, the hard times don't last that long. Yeah, They feel like when you're in it. Oh, man. Right? But like you said, now I'm at the level where you can't even offer me a job. Mm-hmm. I can't go back to corporate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And thank God that car got me through it, cause baby. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I appreciate it, bro. Thank you again for the opportunity. Yeah. Um, I look good. I look. I hope to make good on that five year promise. Yeah. And then the other stuff that I said, as far as building what we do, like I'm serious about that, bro. So Absolutely. thank you.
0: Hey, man, if you're doing that 10K equity play, just let me
1: know. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all listen, man, make sure y'all thank you so
0: much, I appreciate you, and I'm saying thank you on behalf of everybody here that's watching this two-hour conversation, and their life is about to change when they implement not only just the strategies and the tactics, but there are some people that are in... Uh, the position that you were in yeah. You just gave them hope And yeah. they they can, they found somebody they can identify with So I thank you on behalf of All the Social Proof listeners man And um, make sure y'all do yourself a favor Support my D Listen he is a teacher Okay you understand Some people are good at what they do And some people aren't that good at what they do, but they can teach it really good. It's very rare to find somebody who's really good at what they do and they can teach it Mm. in a way that gets results for other people. And my idea is one of these people, okay? So make sure you go support them. And lastly, do yourself a favor, go get you some social proof, meaning go build something. Build it really, really big, but it's your responsibility to come back to your community and teach them how you did what you did, okay? It's the only way our community grows. Like, subscribe, share this with somebody. All right, we out here. Peace appreciate it my brother
1: thank you man absolutely man.
0: if you like the video that you just watched click this one you're gonna like this one maybe even more click it right now
3: the Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further it's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs and so much more the Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash card.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it